Box trees, you know what I rep. Uh-huh, it's flowing the best and controlling the cess. Yes, I keep it simple, but you know I'm fresh. I flow to death, I flow to death. And do signs to blind, cause I don't give no respect. Oh, you're and right. I stay yes, yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. You know what I stay. I stay fresh all day, make bets all day, pay less for weight, but cop abs anyway. Shot glass of Hennessy, John Black, what can I say? I'm that ill, and that's these every day. I'm a pack skill from the Bronx to the Catskills. I'm hot, and y'all hating cause I'm mad chill. I got the landfills for garbage rappers. Only reason why you're here is target practice. I'ma start the racket with money from the mattress. I'ma get the ratchet, Lefty is my cousin. Don't make me sunny black this. Young once in a while and foretold and, and the old crew uh, I miss all of you guys a lot of exciting news coming out but I will say the 23rd is the hard date for me to bring dangerous conversation back to the airwaves right here on Raz Radio I'll be following you Tuesday nights, uh, 8 to 10. It'll be dangerous conversation as you know it. Get a couple good interviews in, bring a lot of the originals back. Join Scott Tuesday for dangerous conversation, 8 to 10 p.m. RazRadioLive.com. Help. 
when you came an hour later maybe you was extra busy stopping criminal acts some even said you pull people over because they black all of y'all do a great job keeping your scope on us and i refuse to believe you would plant some dope on us they had to be wrong if you busted in their residence they even lied and said you created fictional evidence i gotta command how you handle situations shot a youngster beat his mama and got a paid vacation i know it's hard being you so why would they question in everything you do we know it's all for our protection passing through our neighborhood spying at night some consider it harassment and denying our rights you had to have a good reason for attempting to hurt us because i know that y'all would never ever do it on purpose Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, them tickets you wrote for me costed over a grand. Didn't think that I was speeding, but you got me because. And since I know you wouldn't tell a lie, I guess that I was. Kind of struggling, so to not pay them is threatening my freedom. Thanks for showing up to court to make sure I didn't beat them. And we don't make it easy when we see y'all coming. Instead of just letting you beat us, we be struggling and running. I know you hate it when we make you have to use that stick. Sorry. And by the way, the taser and that pepper spray did the trick. I'm still walking funny. Hope my vision kicks back in I know that I was wrong, sir I'll never jaywalk again Somebody told me you was jealous Cause that car was brand new I said the police jealous? That can never be true Maybe one day I can be as clever as you You care about us So you monitor whatever we do Dear Mr. Policeman Why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand I know you out here in the streets Doing the best that you can If I could meet you face to face I would shake your hand Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Pardon me, Mr. Policeman. These cuffs are cutting off the blood flow to my hands. It's amazing how you kick that dude all in his face and beat the case even though they had it all on tape. I know you love the people in the hood. How could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't People accuse you of hate I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe I saw nine of y'all against one Beating the brainless That 65 year old woman must have really been dangerous Cleaning up the streets is your top priority You qualified for this Why would we question your authority You only working hard following training Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining You gotta be the closest thing I've seen The perfect and everybody that you locked up They had to deserve it Yeah Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Here at the Joe Show, we have the finest studios. Where's your studio? Because, like, I'm in a studio now. It has guitars and some kind of UV light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on. The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion, 
So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. Christian so they are the chosen ones. ones. I know this. One, I think yeah. the Christians think that you killed their savior. They were always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. <laughs> and smart, well-informed callers. Fuzzy, where are you? You sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about Iowa like that. I'll slap the donkey like That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. So how wrong can you let it go? 
Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the First 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Yes, that is very true. You are listening to the First 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. It is Tuesday, July 28th. 2015. Now, I've had a great week. Uh, uh, you know, living in Southwest Florida, we we have this time of year every year. It's called the rainy season, and you know it, it kind of sucks a little bit because it rains a lot. Of course, it is rain we need. It's not that we didn't need to have that rain come, but you know you don't always want to have rain all the time. So it's been a little downing recently. You're listening to the first 52. And I'm going to try to bring myself up. Because you know what? i got a good show planned for you tonight. Uh, it's going to be rather fun and exciting. A lot of different things going on. Uh, I will be joined by Popeye from FederalJack.com and Truth Frequency Radio. He does uh, Down the Rabbit Hole with Popeye. He's going to join me uh, in a couple minutes here. Very not, not very long off from where we're speaking right now. And he's going to join me all the way until the end of the show. Uh, the second hour, we're going to be doing live on live with his show. So it's going to be interesting to see how we uh, how we work that all out and make it uh, copacetic and sound good to both sides of the of the internet. But we'll figure it out. Uh, so many different things. I mean, should we talk about Trump? <laughs> no, I'm not going to waste my time. Uh, just a distraction, keeping all the attention off of Bush. He's doing his job. He's doing his job well. It's uh, as you know, as a lot of you who listen to me. No, I've been saying for two years, and I got my ideas from from Jack Blood, somebody else who might be listening or who you guys might listen to, that uh, it's going to be a Bush. It's going to be Bush winning. It's going to be Hillary and Clinton running against each other. This is the normal thing we see every election cycle, uh, especially on the Republican side, because you know what? They're all idiots, so you have to have a lot of them. you got to really weed through the idiots. And you need people to distract and take away from uh, you know what's really going on. Oh, Popeye's grabbing his coffee and he'll be ready to join me here in a couple moments. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to him. I've got so many different things. We're getting Sandra uh, Bland. Uh, I was really impressed with the reports I heard on, on Bubba's show today, the way they talked about it, the way they covered it. I think they did a good job covering it, and I think they brought light to it in a very good manner. And it's nice to hear somebody who is always anti-cop or, or pro-cop, pro-cop, pro-cop. It's nice to hear them. Uh, take that opposite side every once in a while. So we'll, we'll get into the Cedar plan. Uh, I do want to talk about Wesley Clark for a little bit. I know it's been talked about on a lot of the other shows. I haven't covered it yet, so I want to get to that. You know, And, and of course, we've got a lot of uh, police brutality, a lot of police crap. Uh, I don't know why we have to continue with this police crap, but it's going to continue. It's going to continue to be a problem. And hopefully... Just hopefully, uh, we can get past it and, and and get these guys on the right side of history. Get them where they need to be. They need to be on our side. They're they're part of who's going to be hurt uh, th- through this whole situation. So I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll get into that. Uh, I, we're going to reiterate because I'm really upset that this isn't being covered by more people. We're going to talk uh, with Popeye about what Judge Knapp said and the assassination of Stevens. I know we played it a few weeks ago. But I think we need to revisit that. I don't think that's been talked about enough. I don't think that's been given the attention that it deserves. I mean, that's an important 
statement. That's a prolific statement he made. I mean, you don't hear that very often. So we'll go over that. The viruses. Oh, we got more for vaccines and viruses. Well, have they been lying to us? Does it actually shed? I don't know. Uh, just so many different topics. You know, let me see. Uh, Popeye got his uh, got his uh, got his coffee yet? And if he's ready to go, we'll be dialing him up now. You watch the news, and it's really just it's shocking sometimes as you as you watch these stories come and go. You know, we talk about how I believe pharmaceuticals are involved in a lot of the shootings. And people always want to defend that, you know what, uh, there's a lot of sick people out there, and, you know, these medications help them. You know, I'm not denying that, that there aren't people who these medications actually do help and, and that they benefit from. But I think we see a lot more damage and, and negative done uh, through these medications and, and, and uh, these vaccinations. So another topic we will definitely get to. And uh, and go from there. Uh, I think I got a voicemail from Popeye there. Popeye, are you there? I'm here. Okay, sit tight for a second, brother. So I just saw a voicemail thing come up, so I wanted to make sure he was there. So let's not let's not beat around the bush. We do have a, a long uh, time being spent together. I haven't talked to Popeye in a while. Again, if you guys don't know who Popeye is, uh, I don't know what hole you've been hiding under. He's from FederalJack.com, Truth Frequency Radio. Down the rabbit hole is his show. Uh, and he was actually one of the first guys, other than Alex Jones, one of the first guys I really followed when I got into this movement five, six years ago. Uh, I don't even know if it's proper to call it a movement anymore. But, Popeye, how you been, brother? How's it going, Sean? How you been, dude? Thank you for having me back on the show. Well, I always love having you on because anytime I get you on here, we have some, you know, just great conversations. I agree. Our conversations are uh, epic. That's why I like talking to you. You're a, a forward thinker, and you, you're not afraid to look into things like geoengineering and other such things, even though I know that you catch a lot of flack from some of the people that you work with or surround yourself uh, with. Not, for- not over geoengineering. I mean, people would never expect that geoengineering, and that's the thing. I, I posted this meme the other day, the, the one going around with the uh, two pictures of the Earth, one from 2000 and one from recently, 2015. And I said, how can you deny geoengineering is going on? And you know what the first thing I thought on that was? Why are you talking about chemtrails again? Nowhere did I say chemtrails. Not once. Because chemtrail, the word chemtrail, is like, uh, it's a meme, dude. They've created, that's, that's their thing. They pick one thing, they turn the entire message, if, if anybody's against it, whether they, they meaning the people that are attacking you for it, whether they even realize, a lot of it, by the way, they don't even realize they're doing this, but it's pre-programmed into their head from hearing other people quote-unquote debunk conspiracies okay i love that word debunk the conspiracy can i tell you something in order to debunk something you have to actually have whatever you're debunking be full of bunk you know what i mean so it has to be full of crap to begin with right part of the problem is misuse of the word debunking for real like you can't debunk well, it's amazing. Ever since 9-11, I, I don't remember the word debunking prior to 9-11. I don't remember that word being ever used prior to that. Can you think of one incident? Well, it, it was, but not like it is now. Okay. You're right. And it's become a meme. That's what I mean. It's become quite the meme, you know. Oh, I, I debunked that. Oh, loose change has been debunked. 9-11 happened the way the government actually said it did. By the way, can I just point out the fact that the government's official story is also a conspiracy theory? Yeah, because they have very little ev- evidence compared to the evidence that we have on the other side. 
Well, it's actually, they're all conspiracy theories, okay? Every single one of them, including the official story, if you, even if you choose to believe that. The word conspiracy is two or more people getting together to do something bad. You know, it's funny, I got into a debate with somebody um, this past week, actually, uh, Facebook or Twitter, and I've been, I try not to do that too often, but I got in this one uh, where the guy kept calling me conspiracy theory. I'm like, you know, theorist. And I'm like, you, you realize that you're using a term that was developed specifically by the CIA in the 60s, you know, mid-late 60s, in order to put alternative theories to the wayside, in order to produce this uh, cognitive dissonance when you hear that word. They don't understand that. They don't. People that use terms, people talk and they don't even use the correct terminology of the <laughs> words nowadays. And it's it's largely in part to social media, the uh, you know, and that's one of the downsides to the internet and social media is that you know just like it can be used for good, it can be also used to push stupidity, and unfortunately, that does happen. Yeah, it absolutely does. I was going through my Facebook before the show. I, you know, I go through because the way I prep for my show, I, I really kind of suck at prepping. I I spend the weeks uh, posting stuff on my Facebook and Twitter, and then show night I go and I open them all back up, and that's how I show prep. Um, and I was going through my Facebook, and it was like everything was irrelevant. I, and I don't get that. I've got, you know, 1,100 friends on my Facebook page. And every single thing I went across was irrelevant to my world, to what I normally post and talk about. And I, I don't know if Facebook's playing around with the algorithm again, because it was all like happy, stupid shit. Well, yeah, they their algorithms are crap. Facebook is crap. That's That's another thing. Facebook used to be more efficient for activists, but that's been taken care of, too. And any of the other side sites, uh, I tried out. What was that one that was real big a few months ago that you could make money off of? Scene, scene.is or is or whatever. Yeah. No, no, there was a different one. It was... Uh, None of them have the reach, so it doesn't matter. Right. It's just you're, you're like, screaming at each other the same thing, and it's, you're not... Yes, you're in an echo chamber, dude. <laughs> it's crazy when you get into those ones. It's like, man, I don't... I don't want to be in this. This isn't helping me. I, well, yeah, I don't go on air to talk to the people that know. I mean, yes, my listeners are, are are very you know aware and awake. Your listeners are aware and awake. But my goal when I go on air isn't to go on air just to kind of entertain them with stuff they already know. My goal is to bring stuff new stuff to them and anyone else that's tuning in that might be new to this whole thing and reaching out to people that don't know. That's the whole point. You don't want to be an echo chamber speaking to people that agree with you 100%. That does get very uh, disturbing, even to yourself. Even though you know um, you, you're going to share this as a podcast or or as you know a replay-type thing, and you know it's going to reach people that don't believe the same way you do, but you still, as you're doing the show sometimes, you're you're thinking about the people that you know are connected, or and you're just like, man, I just feel like I'm talking to the people that know what I'm talking about. Why am I doing this? Oh, that's right, because other people may hear this down the road. Exactly. You know, I had a like a very profound thought. Um, probably well, the past year has been very, uh, very uh, life changing for me, as you know. Right. And um, probably about two or three months after Marse passed away, I was, you know, trying to keep myself busy, and I was digging through my old archives, the uh, the DTRH radio archives on YouTube. And I was going through, and I started scrolling back to some of the stuff that I have uploaded when I opened the channel like three years ago, three, you know. And I'm looking through it, and uh, it was about three and a half years ago. 
I was say, it might even I, be more than that, too, because I've only been in this for six years, and you well, were. Yeah, well, by that channel itself, I was I built the archive channel for that's up now. Oh, well, that was like your seventh channel that didn't get shut down. Yeah, yeah, I I had originally uploaded the shows to like my federal Jack Tube channels, and then I realized I needed to make an archive channel specifically for the radio show. So probably about three and a half years ago now, and I think about it, maybe even closer to four because I've been on air over four years. But um, I uh, I started going back and looking through just the radio shows. It's not even, I mean, I know on Federal Jack, some of the articles I've written or posted years ago, they, they you know, hundreds of thousands, you know, close to millions of views on many of them. It, I get it. But what really, like, struck me was I went back and I, I saw some of my videos, like interviews I've done, and some of them have 70, 80,000 views. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot for a full-length two-hour-long radio show. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean. As a YouTuber yourself and anybody else out there that goes on YouTube or uploads anything to YouTube, you know as well as I do, Sean, that if you upload a video right now, unfortunately, the general public's, um, what do you call it, their their, their, uh, attention span, that would be the word I'm looking for. See, my attention span went... The attention span of the average person, I think, is literally like I, I think it's been reduced to like thirty seconds to a minute. It's it's really funny because even if you watch the average video that gets shared a lot on YouTube, it's those you know Stug Life thirty five forty second clips. Uh, you see those constantly, and that if if somebody gets through one of those completely, it's it's pretty amazing sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Like the attention span of the average person watching these videos is like maybe 30 seconds to a minute. So if I have an episode where I interviewed somebody or did a show about something, and it's not just shows where I did interviews, it's shows where it was just me solo, you know, ranting about something or going off on something or or explaining something, and they'll have thousands and thousands of views. So you definitely never know how, like, the uh, effect that you'll have. What what were you talking about again, Popeye? I'm sorry, I lost my attention. Yeah, YouTube attention span. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree with you, uh, and you see it too much. uh, Even us, you know, even people like us who who try to stay alert and aware, I catch myself falling into it sometimes, you know. I'm not perfect. You go to my Facebook, you'll see a cat video here and there, or, you know, some stupid-ass video that's just mind-numbing. But I've learned over the, the past four or five years that, Sometimes you have to throw that mind numbness in there, or else you just you totally go crazy yourself. Well, yeah. See, that's why, you know, like when I YouTube itself has taught me a lot of things. <laughs> uh, you start going crazy, okay? Um, but yeah, I don't know, dude. You know, honestly, I would say I don't let. I try not to let this stuff fr- like frustrate me to the point where. Um, I change the way I do things. It, you know, the attention span of the average person being 30 seconds, I refuse to not do my show the way I do it. You shouldn't change your show either. Right. No, I do my show the way I do it because I enjoy what I do. I I, I try to be informative, but I try to have fun, too, at the same well, time. No, but you, because everybody has their own way of coming across, too, and, and like getting the message across and being a radio show host or whatever. Right, and you have your own way of doing it. I do my, things my way. Other our friends do things their ways. That's important. I don't think we should all be some uniform. You know, like we all talk the same way. We all think the same. That's, then that's no better than what we have now. Well, you can't be because you're not getting different audiences. Then I mean, if if all of us ran around screaming like Alex Jones, we'd only get the same listeners that he gets. So by so you're also 
part of the problem if you're doing that. Well, yeah, I agree. I'm yeah. not attacking him and saying, oh, he's a shell. I'm not even getting into that side argument. <laughs> what I'm saying is if you run around screaming, if you're a show host and you're on air screaming and yelling and putting out that fear vibe, you're part of the problem. It's fear porn. I've always called it fear porn. You know, I, I, I used to listen to him regularly. He was one of my main sources. I haven't, honestly, I haven't listened to him in two years. People don't believe that when I say that, but I really haven't. But I've always said that he was fear porn. And he... Got, he gets results. I mean, I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for him. I mean, he was my first connection between him and uh, who was the pastor that used to call Obama the long-legged Mac Daddy? Um, oh, um, the black guy, uh, Pastor Manning. Yeah, Matt, between Manning, Manning led me to Jones, and then Jones led me down the final hole that that got me going. So I can never knock him for what he does, and he's great for the beginner, but it becomes repetitive. And and very mundane once you become alert yourself. I agree. The long-legged Mac Daddy. I love that guy, man. I know. That's like the best line. Obama is a long-legged Mac Daddy. Uh, he, was, he was actually my very beginning awakening. Uh, yeah, because I was, Pat Manning is kind of a trip, that guy. <laughs> he is. I mean, I was completely against Obama. I was a McCain supporter. Uh, you know, again, uh, people who have listened to me for a long time know that I was a complete right-wing nut up until... Uh, hey, 2009. Dude, I voted for Bush twice. <laughs> I voted for him once because I wasn't paying attention the first time. No, I kind of thought he was a dick the second time, but I was still like, well, it's him or, you know, the other schmuck. And then who I was realized running against him? That was uh, John Kerry. Kerry, that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, uh, and then that was about the time that I was waking up, like, paying, because I was dealing with, like, not paying attention to any of that and trying to avoid any of that stuff because... Of you know the PTS I was dealing from. I was gonna say you just came home from deployment right around that yeah, but time. It was my stuff was more like nine eleven days, but I didn't even realize what was going on and why I couldn't look at images of that stuff or anything. You know, I had survivor's guilt. There's a lot of stuff going on. Anyway, so like I voted for Bush, and I don't know, like a month after the election, I was like, this guy's a dick. <laughs> why did I vote for him? And then I just started like I already knew about the, the like the Illuminati and stuff from when I was younger, and I was like, you know what? Let me let me start looking at the war again because I just started questioning certain things that were said, and I started reading books by guys that were, you know, on the ground in Fallujah, and people that I know. I've interviewed their or like one of the guys. His wife is a friend of mine. Her name's you might know her, Doctor Dahlia Wasfi, and and she's you can look her up on YouTube if your listeners don't know who she is. She's a good friend of mine. I've had her on the broadcast before. Well, her husband was a Marine on the ground in Fallujah. He was in one of these books, and. And he didn't write it, but he was he was written about in one of these books, and he confirmed to her because she didn't even he, she didn't even know about uh, this one aspect that I had brought up on air to her, and I told her I said you know during during Phantom Fury two in two thousand and four, the the Marines were encountering a lot of Chechnyans that like they were in, in, encountering like they would get into firefights with these machine gun nests, and they would take them out and they'd be you know Chechen terrorists like what, huh? <laughs> What are, you, what are you doing there? And then they would find caches of drugs and other things. I wonder where they came from. I wonder who they were working for. Well, I think the reason why the CIA wanted Fallujah destroyed is because it was its epicenter of drug, black ops drug running through Iraq. You know what, Papa, you're spinning me right where I want to go. Because, I, I, you know, we talked about Bush and, and how we thought in the past. And we talked about uh, that Chechnya and how that was a, a drug running cover. Um. As we're going into this election cycle, I still believe it's going to be a Bush-Clinton runoff. Uh, I believe Bush is going to win the election. 
and we're going to do the next eight, eight years with a Republican retard that the other two could do it right either. Uh, but but we have Clinton on one side of this entire situation. And a few weeks ago, uh, Judge Napolitano had made a statement on um, on Fox Business News. Now, we all know he got fired from his show, but they still use him as a, as a uh, consultant, as a, as a, they call those guys that just talk. Um, uh, what word am I looking for, Popeye? Uh, yeah, but you're you're right, like uh, like a talking head. Yeah, I can't think, I can't think of what it is exactly. I know, I know, I know. You're looking for the specific word nomenclature that they use to describe paid d bags that come on and spew propaganda. Well, here's I don't know if you've heard this, and it, it bothers me that this is not uh, one of the main things that society is talking about. I'm going to play you this clip here, and it's uh, from. I posted it on July 7th, so I believe it's from the, the week of July 4th. So nobody was really watching Fox Business News that week either. So keep that in mind as we listen to this. <clears throat> if it feels like it wants to play with me and, and operate this evening. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay, guys, you know, for years you we've bet. been talking about Hillary Clinton's emails, her secret emails. Uh, but there may be even more to the story now than we knew before. All rise, Judge Andrew Napolitano is with us. And, Judge, you have an article out today that connects some very interesting and disturbing dots. Yes. Um, you, know, you know, we work in teams here and, and in groups, and uh, I'm part of a number of groups. And in, in working in tandem with uh, Pam Brown, one of the, who is the senior executive producer, and Catherine Herridge, who's the intelligence correspondent, I was asked to look at documents. The documents that I reviewed was uh, about five, six hundred pages, and they consisted of interviews of an arms dealer uh, and emails from the arms dealer to members of Congress and back and forth, and the arms dealer and the State Department and back and forth. And I am convinced, as are others who have looked at this, and Fox aired this on a, on a FBN special on a Saturday night and several times over the weekend, uh, that a conspiracy existed between uh, the President, Mrs. Uh, Clinton, uh, and congressional leaders from both parties and both houses, uh, others in the State Department, the Treasury Department, and the Justice Department, to get arms shipped to rebels in Syria and uh, in Libya. And some of those rebels are members of organizations that are on the terror list, and, and providing them with material assistance is a felony. So the arms dealers applied for and received permission from state and treasury lawfully to sell arms to the government of Qatar, and they lawfully did so. Qatar then sold, delivered, bartered, or gave these arms to the terrorist organizations with the knowledge and consent of Hillary Rodham Clinton when would, she was Secretary Qatar of State. Qatar being the middle man slash country here, would that mitigate or even dismiss any sort of allegations that... Uh, members of, uh, of Congress, the President, Hillary Clinton, and so forth, had any knowledge or any culpability that they were then moved on from Qatar. In other words, these guys are in the middle. Ab absolutely not. It is it is crystal clear from the documents that we viewed, in which we explained in the FBN special uh, uh, last weekend, uh, that only about a dozen, maybe a, a fewer than a dozen members of Congress, plus Mrs. Clinton and the President and a few people around each of them knew this, but they knew exactly where this was going. How does this unravel? Chris Stevens, the American ambassador to Libya, is assassinated using American weaponry that Mrs. Clinton un uh, illegally sold to terrorists violation of American law. The, the, the terrorists who received these weapons, 
why were they deemed to be okay? Even though officially we said, no, these are bad guys, why would they unofficially be deemed to be okay to get these weapons? I honestly think that, um, um, again, from the emails sure, we saw, sure. and we didn't see all of them. God, God knows where all of her emails sure. are. I, I think that she probably thought that she could wage a private war and overthrow Qaddafi. Uh, she succeeded in doing that, but of course created chaos. Overthrow Assad in Syria and uh, and take credit for it. This has been an unmitigated disaster, and she's done her best to cover it up, and she's covered a lot of it up. But now it's starting to come out. Uh, before I let you go, is there any uh, money angle to this? Uh, you know, yeah. the, because you talk about an arms dealer. Money angle in the billions with a B. Sold personal gains to any of the Americans involved. Yes. All right, Judge. Yes. This is really in in including. A former member of Congress and his wife. So Judge Napolitano says that uh, 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 Ambassador Stevens was assassinated by weapons provided by Clinton and and Obama. Uh, and I believe, and I've believed this since the week that this incident happened, that Stevens was assassinated because he was against running these weapons anymore because he knew where it was going to lead. So after hearing that, Popeye, if you've heard it before or not, why is that not one of the major stories worth hearing? because they don't want you to know about it. That means that there's a lot of lies that would come crumbling down. There's a, they, they'd have to backtrack on lying for the past two, three years. I, How I do just, you do that? I don't know, man. I mean, I just... I, 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 they would, in their eyes, they would, like, everything would end. If people actually... See, any one of these little instances, these things, Sean, can bring down their house of cards. It's that fragile. It's not as powerful as they pretended it to be and as it's presented to you, me, and everybody else. It's a facade of bullshit. Well, I know we get that. We understand that. When I see that, it angers me because, again, the week it happened, that's one of the first things I said. The guy was silenced because they were running guns and weapons through there to the people that guess who they are now. They're actually ISIS now. So, uh, again, the U.S. government supplied, uh, supported, and created the element that is supposed to be our big enemy now. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's never happened before. I mean, they've never done it. <laughs> Al-Qaeda. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had some false flag terror stuck in my throat. <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't know, Popeye. It's just it's so disturbing sometimes when you really think about it. Cause I, I, get in the, I do apartment maintenance, and I get in conversations with people when I'm in their houses, and they're like, we agree on a lot of stuff. And then as soon as I make them question the stories they've been told by the government, oh, God forbid. I mean, it's just like I, I shit in their living room or something. It's scary. And unfortunately, you know, like I find the same problem uh, with other issues as well. And I even with people in the alternative media, it's a um, a human reaction, I think, to... Uh, almost protect yourself from something that you find completely out of your control. Look at Fukushima. Yeah, nobody pays it, attention to that anymore. Dude, nobody talks about it. And I'm not the only one saying this. It's just I'm the one with the biggest mouth. My wife yells at me all the time because I don't talk about that enough. And i got to be honest, I mean, it's hard to, to try to figure out what you're going to grab onto and talk about. And then you, you watch these other things arise. You know, right now, 
I don't know where it's come from. I have friends that are into it. I know you have friends that are into it. But this flat earth thing, like... Oh, dude. You know, I look, I tore that a new ass when it first came out on two different occasions. Right. And it's stupid. Okay? It's... it. Look, it's a meme. Years ago, they, they called you know, anybody looking outside the box and not accepting the government position, they would equate you to flat earthers. And that was quickly shot down, and that meme was destroyed. But you realize friends that we both have are into it. No, but what I'm saying is they created this meme because it wasn't... It wasn't you couldn't just call us flat earthers. So now, suddenly, that disappeared from their lexicon, and suddenly it's back being used by Obama and other people. Mm-hmm. And you see it in the news all the time. And then, like as a pejorative... It's once you start paying attention. Now that you know that I said that, people will start to notice it more too. But like, holy crap, they they actually just said. And then now you look and you see what's going on in the alternative media, where there are people that are very good intentioned and intelligent, enlightened people who, and I don't blame them for being willing to think outside the box. Right, I agree. Uh, I, I agree. Anybody, what I, I what I'm saying is the whole flat Earth thing is bullshit, and it's a meme being created to discredit. All of us. Well, see, that's what I'm worried about. That's the way I see it. I see this being because a lot of these people that I know that are getting into this are people I've respected and used, and and, and not used in a bad way, but used like had on my show, and and we've discussed things, and it's like I I see them, and they're really into it, and I get worried because we have enough problems convincing people that Building Seven did not fall from jet fuel that never hit it. I, I mean. How are we supposed to convince people no, that the I, Earth is flat? <laughs> Let's start see, somewhere. Here's here's how I debunked this the last time I, I got into this with somebody. And I said, um, and anyone that heard that show, including if uh, Adam uh, Liberty or anybody else that I know that's out there that uh, threw them up on YouTube and, uh, you know, heard heard that, that live show, because that archive is, is MIA. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but the point is, not there, but if anybody had heard that show that I was on, I said, you can argue semantics, you can say science, blah, 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 NASA's fake, whatever. You can come up with your own answers. Which I don't argue the NASA thing either, uh, on the other side. Look, NASA fake images, but I don't think Na- I don't think everything is fake and that the pictures of the Earth are fake and that agreed. there's no satellites. That's bullshit. Right, agreed. It's just, that's, 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 I can't even explain how, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I said on air, I said, here's what I want to know. We'll just cut right to the effing chase. They said, yeah. I said, if the Earth is flat and there's this vast conspiracy where they convinced everybody that it was a globe in order to fool them for what reason, I may add, you're going to have to explain that one. I said, but if there's this vast conspiracy that goes on hundreds, if not thousands of years, where people at one point did think the Earth was flat, right? Yeah, and now it's now you know. Then we they like everybody went out of their way to convince them that it's a globe because why? <laughs> and, and, and then furthermore, what's it? What's the if, end game here? Why? Yes, if they went through this whole vast conspiracy, what is their end game, dude? What is the what is the the ends that? justifies the means. So you don't believe that the earth is the solar floor? No. And then and then when I asked that question, the answer I got was, well, it's all speculation, but and I ended the debate. I said, well, debate over. 
Okay, factual debate over. So, I win, and we can now we can go into speculation from here on out <laughs> until the cows come home. <laughs> but it's no longer a factual debate at this point. So you can't argue that. I don't know. I just look. I think we have bigger, important things to worry about. Right. I, I agree like, with that. Like honestly, well, I mean, we can we can laugh and joke around about flat Earth for a few minutes, but I mean, when like when when you look at the grand scheme of things, all of that. Hillary Clinton's emails, I and mean, that's kind of important, but e- even that, none of that matters. All of it is bullshit compared to what's going on in Japan, dude. Okay? I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, we, we spun off being, of that. Sorry. Well, no, I'm you're right. Being, I'm not being a fear monger. It's just, <clears throat> it is what it is. Fukushima is a reality that we now have to live with. It's not something that we can stick our heads in the sand and run away from. Yeah, it's scary, ladies and gentlemen. But sometimes the truth is scary. If we just get a set of balls and face it, we can do it together. Now, does that mean some people are going to get cancer and that there are going to be people that maybe are going to die prematurely because of the exposure to radiation? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm not going to lie to you and sugarcoat that. But are you going to get cancer from, from the vaccine that you were given when you were four years old that might have uh, allowed the gene to, to uh, enter your body? How about this? How about if everybody just accepted the fact that we're all going to die one day, and it's not about how you die, it's about how you live before you die. Do you want to leave this planet a better place for your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren? Do you want to at least leave them with knowledge of how to live with higher levels of radiation for a while? Okay, I mean, do we want to actually talk about this? Well, will the human body, will the human body adjust to that? Will the human body... Um, uh, uh, Develop and 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 change as it needs to. I mean, we, we can get in the argument of global warming. Well, you know, the the planet has gone through warming and cooling periods, and in those periods, the population adjusted. Those that weren't strong died off. Those that were strong enough lived through it, and it made us a stronger uh, race from that point forward. Dude, if everybody just realized, like the the totality of everything. I, a lot of this other bullshit would cease to be important, which is another reason why they probably don't want anybody to focus on Fukushima. Uh, yeah, you want, I mean, because they would lose their that would take away their power. You want me to be honest with you? Think about it for a second. Think about it just for a second. They don't want you to focus on something. Uh, let me put it in perspective. When when I when I lost my wife, it was life changing for me. And I started to see, um, I started to see the world from a whole different perspective. Okay, it shifts the way you think, and you understand things on a different level. Well, Fukushima is a lot like that. If you understand the level of what's going on, and you understand the reality and the facts of what's going on with Fukushima, then your life, your perspective changes. Okay, look, we're all gonna die one day. So not wanting to talk about Fukushima because it's scary because you realize that you could have been exposed to radiation yourself and could be affected by it sometime in the future is not really an adult way to handle things. It's not. We have to deal with this problem, and we have to deal with it head on. And the only way we can deal with it properly is if we actually know what the hell is going on. And then, of course, you also have Japan, where they have a secrecy law now where... If people even, like, tweet about something out, like, you know, if they live in, like, the Fukushima prefecture and they're on Twitter and they're like, oh, my God. Uh, you I know, vomited all day. 
Yeah, vomited it all day because uh, I, I I think I'm dying of radiation sickness. Hashtag Fukushima. That person could go to jail just for that. Anybody leasing any information about like Fukushima at all, whistleblowers, jail time. Well, you know, you know, Popeye in America, guys listening, uh, PopeyeFederalJack.com and Truth Frequency Radio. Um, down the rabbit hole with Popeye, I want to listen to him. You know, Popeye, in America, you can get, uh, you can die in prison because you didn't use your turn signal. I mean, come on. Is it that bad? Should we worry about it that much? Well, yeah, because dying, you know, all the retarded stuff, even the cops that beat people up. Oh, that right? doesn't happen. Stop. Stop. Well, that all happen. those people, they're, guess what? They're affected by the same radiation that you and I are. We're all affected by this. You want something that brings us all together? It's Fukushima, and that's why one of the reasons I think the powers that shouldn't be don't want you focusing on it. You want to be honest with you? That's one of the reasons I think they don't want you focusing on it. It would unite us. Yeah, because if you if you knew that there was something out there that could kill all of us, it didn't matter if you were Muslims or Jews or Christians, didn't matter if you were gay, straight, didn't matter if you were a Democrat or a Republican, if there was something out there that was going to get all of us... Don't you think we'd all team up? Don't you think we'd all put aside our bullshit differences for five minutes? And maybe, just maybe, we could learn a lesson from... <laughs> Come on, we can't let that happen. There can't be unity in, in this country. We can't unite on one given front that, uh, you know, we've had years and years of, of, of fronts that we could have united on over the past not 10, 15 a, years. Not unless it's a contrived event, like a fake alien invasion or something, which they've actually talked about. Yep. Well, Operation Bluebeam. I mean, that's, that's that, obvious. That kind of thing that they can control, they would pull off and try to bring everybody together. But Fukushima is one of those issues that actually makes everybody look at things from a whole new perspective, and they don't want that. Well, they don't want that. Because their rule, their police brutality, it's all bullshit. It doesn't mean anything. If all of us are going to die from radiation exposure... How are they going to keep us under control? If that thing keeps going, right. then it doesn't... No, your whole perspective changes. If you realize that that affects the food, it affects everything in the whole planet. The oceans, I mean, the West Coast, starfish are turning to goo, dude. They're melting. You, you know, we've, we've seen these movies that have come out um, over the past, you know, 15 years or so, the extinct... extinct, extinct Extinction level event type things. Uh, what was the one with uh, what's his face, the president, the first black president on TV, um, with the with the with the meteor coming? You know which movie I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, you know we we keep seeing the extinction extinct. Why can't I say extinction, extinction level? Yeah. yeah. Just say ELE. It's easier to say. My God. Sometimes words just don't want to come out, even though I'm hearing them in my head. So uh, imagine these events <laughs> happening, right? And they're trying to point us to one event, but how do we not know that that Fukushima isn't that event? I, you know, I've thought about that in the past recently. How do we not know that that we are already on the path to extin extinction because of Fukushima? We are. How do we stop that? Uh, we have to come together. It, it, well, let me put it this way: Fukushima. Consider Fukushima like a freight train, right? Now, and we're on the tracks, and behind us is. Uh, or, let me say, actually, in front of us is a separation in the tracks, right? Uh, right. And the train is headed right for us, and the track is split into three. Do we have the docks wood they can throw in, you know, the colored wood that makes it go faster with each color? I mean, because yes. we've got to be able to jump doc, over that. Doc, doc Brown's wood from uh, <laughs> Back to the Future 3 is, is in the train. All right, right? good. So I feel better wood. now. So the train is headed right at us. 
but there's uh, a split in the track and there's there's different possible directions that it could go in there's there's multiple different tracks that it could go on so it doesn't have to directly smash into us okay. and hit us right okay yeah, it it could and i'm not saying that it would miss us we'd still be uh, affected by the train going by us it would still blow dust and wind and debris cuz it's going to go by very very close okay <clears throat> it could be affected if there was something large hanging off the side of it what color wood are we on at this point in time when it goes past us? I'd like to know. Because I want to know what kind of wind we're dealing with here. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Popeye, I like to, you know. I, I like know. To I'm going to smack you. <laughs> drift. So this train is coming at us. Now, what we ch- if we choose to, the, the train is, can go in all these different possible directions or it can run us right over and smear us across the tracks. Okay. Um, it really all depends if we get up and move the switch that's in front of us. Did the CIA kill us prior because we saw them landing drugs in Arizona? No. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I you know, just thinking. No, of you're, you're thinking of the boys on the track. Right. Yeah. Nobody knows about that story, but maybe we can talk about that later on. That'd be Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Oh, no, they never did anything wrong. Come on. That's why we won't have a Clinton again. They they did things wrong. They killed people. No. All right. I'm sorry. Hey, go ahead with your story. I'm. You'll have, I, well, no. It's just an analogy. The we need to we, figure out. Wait. We need real fast. We got to do technical first. Real fast, guys. Uh, with Popeye, we're going to do technical talk because in about uh, six and a half minutes here, six minutes and forty one seconds, he has to start his show, which we are going to do live on live on. Uh, are you edited? Can I curse or do I need to watch my tongue? Uh, Watch my tongue. Just I can do that. Somewhat, I guess. Yeah, okay. like, I don't. What it depends on the curse. I sometimes let them fly. Still, I, I'll watch my tongue. It's better off that way. So what no, we're, we're gonna do here like, is in a couple minutes. Like micro broadcasters. That's why. <laughs> what we're gonna do here in a couple minutes is is Popeye is going to take over on his station. Um, I'll run my first break going into your opening, Popeye. I'll have you in my head. I'll be running my music once I hear you come up. I'll kill mine. We'll go live. And then we'll figure the rest of it out from there. Yeah, that's cool, dude. Whatever. Uh, I just I had to. We were getting close. So I wanted to make sure we yeah, talked about it. Five minutes that. and fifty-five seconds. <laughs> and, and I got so, a lot of stuff to talk about, so I don't know where your direction is. Here, you, uh, I'll even do this for you if you'd like. Here, why don't we technical talk while Sean and I are on air, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> there, now you see my screen. That's that's my countdown timer. This right here. Oh, see okay. where my arrow is right here. See. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, see that? Yeah, that's how much time we have left till we go to break. So, all right, cool. Well, what we'll do is we'll watch it when when you tell me when I got to hit my break, and I got one set. And like I said, I'll be listening. But we can get back to topics now. I just we had to take care of the technical jargon so we know what the f was going on here between the technical now. jargon because we're doing a simulcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's gonna you know it's fun to do that. I've done a, one with Jack before because you you also know we're on a radio free blood Jack Blood station also at this point in time. Uh, we've been there the whole time. Uh, him and I work together a lot. And I'm one of those guys. I work with everybody, and I don't care what histories might be. Just you know, throw that out there. Yeah, but I think we all should work together. I think so. Just because people don't like, just because people don't see eye to eye in every topic, doesn't mean we can't like work together. That's the whole point. You know what makes life interesting is talking to people that you don't see eye to eye with. Maybe they might actually make you see something differently, or you might make them see something differently. You know what I think one of the biggest problems and why I have a problem saying the movement or I'm a truther or things like that is because we constantly, if if you're in this and you've been in it for an extended period of time, there's always some kind of fight going on. The the ones that want to be on top are always fighting, and that drives me nuts, and it makes me lose... Um, respect for some of those individuals sometimes. Well, that's why we don't need to fight, dude. They want us to fight. And look, 
it, there's a difference between calling somebody on their bullshit right. and then just calling somebody names or attacking them. If you're going to critique somebody, um, do it fairly and just do it logically. Honestly, though, I think critiquing each other on air constantly is retarded. No, because that's not what we're here for. We're here to share information. Yeah, exactly. Like, so someone does something differently than you. If you don't like it, that that's not really that big of a deal. As long as the person's not actually, you know, a disinfo uh, agent or somebody like acting, you know, in, in that vein. But don't the other, you know what the other thing everybody does is they if you don't agree with each other, you're like, oh, you're CIA, you're a shill. <laughs> no, you're COINTELPRO. That's it. Yeah, you're COINTELPRO. Or even you're even labeled a troll, and it's like no, there's a trolling is when someone's being a dick on purpose, and there, there's like an sometimes it's an art form because I've seen people like do it pretty. Um, pretty well, and uh, even if I don't agree with it, it's like, damn, that guy's good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or whoever that person. So, look, there's a difference between that and disagreeing on something. Sean might say something that I don't agree with. Doesn't mean we have to hate each other, though. No, I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Speaking of Popeye, because we're gonna we're gonna roll into a break here very soon. Um, I, I've invited you before. We're actually, I know you're closer to Clearwater now. We're doing our little Raz Fest every year. We do that little Raz Fest party where all my show hosts come in. Uh, Scott Rickard said he's going to join this year. Uh, we're going to have uh, a bunch of different people coming to Clearwater, Florida. And we got a 10-bedroom house in Clearwater, 200 bucks for the weekend. Uh, I'd love to have you know people like you join us just to sit down, have some beers, and relax. We're going to do a little fun, and it's going to be a good time. When is it? Uh, September 18th to the 20th. Mm, you travel I'd be able to make it. I don't know. I, I would love to have you, man. You know, like I said, it's, it's 200 a person. Uh, that covers the full weekend from Friday night to Monday morning. Uh, we're going it, to, it's a beautiful piece of property. Ten bedrooms, uh, a big pool, its own bar, like a full fledged bar. Uh, beautiful cook. Is that a house? Yeah, it's a house, ten bedroom wow. house. Yeah, it's, uh, every bedroom's got like a little kitchenette. Some of them have full kitchens in them. Some of them are kitchenettes. Uh, I'm going to be doing real because I'm from Jersey. I grew up in South Jersey, right outside Philly. So I'm going to be doing real cheesesteaks with cheese whiz. You know, the, the right way to make a cheesesteak. This, this Florida shit, man. Uh, on your show, as we key up and get ready to go over to there, uh, I'd like to talk, Popeye. I'd like to know your opinion on these holistic doctors passing. We've seen a lot of this going on. Uh, that, and I'd like to talk with you about this uh, this this individual that died in L.A. in his car. I guess he died, and his girlfriend parked him down the street for two oh, weeks. Oh, the government agent guy. Yeah, so let's. I'd like to get into those two stories with you. you can do whatever you want, dude. Yeah, I'd like to do that before we get done tonight. Um, I know we got another two hours, an hour write, on both write, ours. Write yourself two little notes, and I will make sure we bring that up on air. Yeah, I got them lined up. Uh, what what countdown there? We got a minute. All right. Until, well, they, uh, until they uh, they go to break, and then after that, we ha I have to connect to the network and all that happy horse. All crap. right. So let me do my out stuff here. Uh, you guys are listening to the first fifty two on RazRadioLive.com. In a little bit, we are going to be live on live with Popeye on Truth Frequency Radio for Down the Rabbit Hole with Popeye. Uh, we got a bunch of things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about government alien agents. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, holistic doctors dying. And I've got 50 other tabs that we could actually pull up and talk about. So I look forward to doing that. Pop, I appreciate your time yet again. And uh, you guys are listening to the first 52 on RadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. We'll be back with you in a couple minutes. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> What's your name again? John Ray. Four Toad and Lexi. Did I mention Four Toad? Sure. Oh. Four Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. Words will always retain their power. Words are for the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country. What's life worth? Whether or not you can actually win the general the Republican nomination, sir. 
Well, we've only had two little primaries so far, so it's pretty premature to decide which one is going to be the candidate. But, you know, when, when you think about it, if you measured everything I've ever said, every vote I've ever taken against the Constitution, you know, I'm a strict constitutionalist. So you suggesting the Republicans should write me off because I'm a strict constitutionalist? I'm the most conservative member here. I have voted, you know, against more spending and wasting government than anybody else. So you're suggesting that I'm not electable and the Republicans don't want me because I'm a strict fiscal conservative? Because I believe in civil liberties? Why should we not be, be defending civil liberties? And why should we not be de talking about foreign policy that used to be the part of the Republican Party? Mr. Republican Robert Taft didn't even want us to be in NATO. And you're saying now that we have to continue to borrow money from China to finance this empire that we can't afford? I, let me see if I get this right. We, we need to borrow $10 billion from China, and then we give it to Musharraf, who's a military dictator who overthrew an elected government, and then we go to war, we lose all these lives promoting democracy in Iraq. I mean, what's going on here? And you're saying, and you're saying that this insinuation that I am less Republican because of that? it all up from the ground up and um i should have had him on sooner but you all know you know the past year has been kind of weird for me and the last time i had him on we had discussed having him on and we were going to do a simulcast and then i had to reschedule with him we were going to do it a few weeks ago so tonight we're doing a simulcast i was just on his show for like the last 45 minutes and now he's joining me for two full hours tonight and the first thing i'm gonna do when I bring him up is have him introduce himself to you guys a little bit but I don't want to waste any more time so I'll stop chatting and I'll bring him right up and introduce him to you all right now my good friend radio show host researcher and all around good guy Mr. Sean Aspatello Sean welcome to the show finally hey thanks Popeye man I really appreciate you having me on and, and I appreciate all the, the good things you've done and the work we've done together in the past I should have had you on much sooner. It's just, you know, the past year has been kind of hectic. So, uh, and I know I had to reschedule a couple weeks ago, but I definitely wanted to get you on. And I'm glad we're doing the simulcast. This is kind of cool. I haven't done a simulcast with another radio show host in a while. So Yeah, we're doing show on show. You guys are, are hearing it live on Raz Radio as well as Truth Frequency. And we're just ha we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about topics. I think I, I uh, sparked your attention with a couple of topics I want to talk about, you know, before this hour's up. Oh, you have see you always you always bring some interesting things up, and yes, there are a few things that uh, I want to get into, and I know that you want to get into. You let me hijack your show and talk about Fukushima, as I've been doing to everybody late as of late, because hey, you know nothing else really matters uh, if you actually pay attention to that. And we talked about how that could actually unify everybody. So if you guys want to actually hear what I'm talking about in the archive over on YouTube and in the archive on PopeyeRadio.com, I'm going to take the first section of. Uh, the the first hour there from Sean's show, the and we're gonna I'm gonna add that to this, so it'll be like a you know two and a half hour show minus commercials or whatnot. Yeah, that'll be a good time. I, I again I do appreciate it, and 
And the way we do this, and, and some of the things we talked about, is how we need to unite and and work together as a unit, and not try to uh, uh, separate and argue with each other, and and not use just ridiculous things to to drive us apart from each other. I see it all the time. Well, it, I mean, dude, there's so much there's so much more we could can do if we actually did work together. The problem is the way they want us to work together is in this, and they being the powers that shouldn't be, is in this uh, one world government type thing, which we can get into. But first, before we get sidetracked, because I know I can easily get sidetracked with you because I've done plenty of radio shows with you. <laughs> Take, like, as much time as you want. Introduce yourself, dude, to my listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Mr. Sean Raspatello. Take a bow, brother, and then introduce yourself to everybody. Tell them about you, how you got into this. Well, what? Your you radio know, show. It's funny because you talked about this also. I, I, I started getting into this through um, the long-legged Mac Daddy, uh, Matt, Pastor Manning. And that's what started me listening and, uh, to what was going on. That brought me to Alex Jones. And, and honestly, the next person that came up was you, Popeye. And I remember the first time I heard your interview on Alex Jones, what, what four years ago, four and a half years ago? And that got me to your station and listening to you. And then I went through other people, and I started learning more and more and, and growing my mind. And I had to find an outlet. There, there was no way to get that, that stress that you that you grow from doing this, from from reading all these articles, from watching people beat by cops, from from watching people killed by drones or by helicopters or or whatever it is you're watching. You have to get that outlet. So I ended up uh, three years ago in October. I ended up starting my own station and started my own little show and slowly built up other shows. And we don't all just talk about conspiracies kind of stuff. That's my thing. That's what I talk about. Uh, but you know they all kind of think along the same way, and that's their, why they're with me. And I, I've watched you, you know, go from being, you know, like in your infancy as a host to what you are now. It's kind of an interesting. Well, uh, you, you remember I started out with Scott Ledger. Uh, yeah. my, my first real step into doing radio, shall we say, was with Scott Ledger, and I started. Um, it was a nice change from Alex Jones because he was still talking about the same things, but he did it in a manner that uh, made you relax and you could have fun while you were still learning things that made you angry. And I started booking, and that's how you and I first started talking, is I started booking guests for him as a what we call a satellite producer. I didn't make any money, but I was bringing the, the people I cared about, the people that uh, shared information I liked or, or believed in. I was bringing them, them to him. And you were, you know, I booked you as a guest. That's how we started talking, if you remember. That was the, the beginning of our conversation together. So I worked with him, and that's what led me to my station. Which is, like I said, it's, like an, it's interesting because, like, you, you started off as, like, not even on air, as, like, a behind-the-scenes guy, and now you have your own show, and you actually do run your own station. And, you know, you... You've done a really good job. I'm actually very impressed. You know, it takes a lot. Look, anybody that doesn't know what, like, oh, I could do that from my house easily. No. <laughs> Not without pulling your hair out of your head. Trust me. It's hard. So, it really is. People don't believe that. Even even uh, people that have been professional broadcasters, I know, that are trying to uh, get into this realm or have gotten into this realm, uh, it, it is a lot more difficult when you have to actually plug those wires in yourself. And Pop, I don't know if you know, don't know this about me, uh, but my father has been in the radio business since he was 14 years old. He was the number one DJ in Philadelphia for over 30 years in oldies. Uh, so I've been in the radio business since I was in a bassinet underneath the turntables in, at the nightclub my father was uh, doing a show at. 
That's why you got the radio bug. That's why you like talk radio the way you do. It just fell into me, man. But I hated talk radio until I got into politics, though. That's the weirdest thing. I never, I never liked Howard Stern. I, I never listened to talk because radio. That's all, because that's all ancillary BS. It's all window dressing. It's distraction. It's to get people to pay attention to, you know, the left hand or the right hand and not pay attention, you know, at one point or another and not paying attention to what the other one is doing or paying attention to what the person that actually has the hands attached to them is doing. You know, not just the puppets that they've got you distracted by, no matter what it is and which side of the quote-unquote aisle you fall on. Actually, there is no one aisle. See, that's another... It, the aisle, that's an allegory for, like, a dividing line. You have to choose one side or the other. Honestly... Again, it's the illusion of choice. That's how they control us. If you were to ask me right now what I thought we needed to do and stay within the realm of the operation we do right now, what we needed to do to, to possibly fix this without a revolution, without bloodshed, if you asked me that question, my answer would be the first thing to do if, you, if we eliminated political parties completely. No political party. There's no affiliation. There's no direct donation. I think that could be one of the ways, if we're going to talk about a solution, I think that's one of the ways we could do it without having to go to bloodshed or, or violence. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, look, people would have to, it takes a shift in perspective. They have to realize that the whole party idea, quote-unquote, is just another way to keep people divided. And that's all it is. If, if, if people just realize there's no Republican Party, there, look, there is no spoon. Okay, there is no Republican Party. There is no Democrat Party. They're all the same gang. If everybody realized that all of this is corrupt, then how about we just make, how about we get rid of all of these parties and just make one party that the representatives should represent? We'll call it the human party and end it. Because then if it doesn't, if it doesn't like benefit humanity, we shouldn't be doing it, right? We shouldn't be spending money on, on wars that kill people. How does that benefit our fellow humans? It doesn't. Well, I guess we should stop doing that. But Israel's so afraid of what's going on. They have to protect themselves. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I starburst a lot. I just say something stupid. You never know. No, it, look, dude, it's just so... Look, we... It's like we argue. We're kids arguing over the corners in the sandbox. Right. Well, yeah, and then we also argue over whose version of the very same thing is better. And I'm talking about religion. That, oh, that's what religious wars are. We argue over whose version of the very same thing is better. No, my version's better. No, my version's better. Don't even start me on a religion because that I think is one of the the biggest divides. The for thousands, it's not just hundreds of years or twenties of years. It's thousands of years that has divided humanity as a baseline. And I get so mad when I watch these people, these, uh, no matter what you are, whether you're an Islamophobe, whether you're a Christianphobe, whether you hate Jews, whether I don't care what it is that, that, that you hate, they're still humans, and they're just as confused by something that is not real. Sorry, I'm an atheist. You know, I don't believe in it. I, I believe I have faith. I believe that there is something beyond where we sit but I don't believe that it's a religious thing that's been written and that's only 2,000 years old. That, that's where my problem falls. And, and these I don't think that's really atheism. But what would that be then? 
Um, agnostic? I mean, yeah, I think agno- I think you'd be more agnostic, like you admit that there's some sort of spiritual force. I, you don't know what it is. I think there's something beyond us. Yes. Of, well, I mean, look, I, I've seen more than enough evidence in my own personal life that there is something. Do I know what it is? No. Do I think it's what we've been told right now, like what you and I are talking about? Uh, no, I don't think. I think that's all controlled by mankind going back thousands of years. So no, I don't think it's completely reliable. I'm not saying it's all lies either. There's probably uh, a lot of truth or fact in there. It's just, uh, it's also interpretation. And, it, there, you know, there was the Council of Nicaea, if you look at Christianity. Look, none of these religions are going to tell you the truth uh, to, to the core because then they would lose their power as the religion because their truth is always that, you know, they're the, the right way to do things and everybody else is bad. I honestly think if we started from zero again and worked our way up and just did research and realized that. It, look, we all worship, it, depending on, well, I shouldn't say we all, I don't worship anything, but people that are religious, they worship whatever their god is or whatever their, you know, deity may be, okay? A- unless it's something like super dark and evil, uh, we're all pretty much worshiping the same thing. So if everybody can understand that base level, again, oh, look, we have more in common than we think. You know, how about if we realize that, wow, this person in that religion may not have the same name for their god as I do, but they're very devout. They're very, uh, they're very, they're a very religious person. They care that much about what they believe in that they put that much effort into it. How about if we tried to understand one another on a better level and not fight and kill one another? Now that would be an amazing thing, wouldn't it? Uh, well, do you really think we could ever see something like that where where? people can step away from their hatred or their their misbeliefs on what we've been taught remember every history book is written by the victor so you don't know a hundred percent if what you're reading or what you're being told is is really the true history and i always question that you know we won world war ii what if we didn't win world war ii what would the history book say or if what if we didn't we didn't win. We didn't defeat the Nazis, by the way. Well, I, we defeated the German army. I would agree with you on that. The Nazis into our government. Hey, let's be honest. What's the most uh, recent Captain America movie? Um, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, and Hydra. Right. It's the Nazi party. Well, Hydra's kind of like the SS. If yep. you look at them, they have like the same insignias and stuff. And the SS, it, and it's it's insinuated it, 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 that they are. Um, uh, like occultic Hydra. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this question. Occultic. So I'm just saying, like, whoop, and then you look, you see that Hydra is like inside the government. You're like, hmm, I wonder what that's an allegory for. CIA, maybe, uh, possibly Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about this. Let me ask you a question. There's a documentary going out. It's like four. It's almost four hours long, and it's called um, JFK to 9/11. Uh, Everything is a rich man's trick. Have you seen that documentary yet? No, people keep sending me the link, but I have not had four hours to sit down and watch it. <laughs> I have to, I have to sit down, and I will watch it, and and you know, see if you know, it may, hopefully they present proper evidence. There's some stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there with JFK that people love to throw me because they're, you know, they know that's one of my things. And I'm like, Popeye, what do you think about this? And I, I honestly, dude, I get so many emails a day <laughs> about watching these things. Right? Oh, it's incredible. Look. Uh, and keep them coming, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't stop. Popeye. Uh, at, wait, wait. What's my? I don't remember my. <laughs> I, I don't know. I barely oh, remember mine. Oh, okay, it's Popeye DTRH at gmail dot com. So Popeye Delta Tango Romeo Hotel 
at gmail.com. PopeyeDTRH at gmail.com. Yeah, so keep them coming. I just, I have not had a chance to see that documentary, but I've probably had it emailed to me about mm, 150 times. I would recommend taking the time. What I do is uh, I listen to Bubba Love Sponge in the morning, right? But when they're not on, when they're on vacation, I do on my channel what I call Doc Days. So I'll pick a bunch of documentaries to run, and that's what I'll listen to for the day until whatever I'm going to listen to next comes on. Uh, so I ran that one day, and I listened to it. And after listening to it, I went, I have to watch this. I need to see uh, what they present in it. And I talked to other people that do what we do, and they've said that the, that it's very well put together. There's a lot of historical facts, but they don't agree with their, their, um, their outcome, with their... Um, uh, um, I forget the word I'm looking for here. I, I do that sometimes. I just forget a word. Uh, but they don't agree with the, the solution or the outcome that they have in the in the documentary. But the, a lot of the things in the beginning, as you're watching it, think of Winter Soldier because that's what you'll see. You'll you'll see Winter Soldier as you're watching it. Really? Yeah. Well, you see, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they and look, again, I'm sure that I, I might not, uh, you know, I might not agree. There are times I see documentaries and I might not agree with the synopsis and their analysis of it. Conclusion. Like, That's what I was trying to think right. of. Conclusion. Exactly. Like what their conclusion is right. at the end of it. But um, it, nevertheless, people should watch stuff just to see. A lot of times the information presented may be that, you know, their conclusion may be false or, um, you know, wrong. Uh, or not accurate, but it, it could be because they were only given certain information as well. You know, information is just information. I think people should be exposed, should expose themselves to as much of it as they can, and then you have to learn how to meter out the good stuff from the bad. You know, and I can't tell you that. I If I told you what was good or bad, I'm thinking for you. I That's not my job, ladies and gentlemen. It's your job to think. It's my job to present you with information. I now I it's my job to present you with factual information. So when I bring stuff to the table, I make sure it's accurate. But nevertheless, if I told you how to think about what I tell you or what Sean says to you if you listen to his radio show or anybody else here at TFR or any radio show hosts or bloggers or whatever or podcasters, then I'm doing your thinking. If I tell you if if I have to tell you how to break something down, if if the only way you're going to accept something is if I tell you, you're not thinking for yourself. I'm doing your thing for you. And it's no better of a situation than if the government's doing it. Total freedom means I do not control you, and you do not control me. And we both understand and respect that boundary. No, you take our thoughts and you, you, you conjoin them with your own thoughts and you make a decision on, on where you lean more. Maybe something we say stands out to you, but maybe you don't agree with all of it, but that little portion of it uh, balances out with what your thoughts are and it can make you move to the next level. That's the way I always look at it, Pop. You know, like, I, I try to always make sure that I don't try to force my beliefs on people. I stopped arguing with people. I, recently, I, I've been a little perturbed with uh, some of the things I've seen, so it's brought my boil up a little bit, and I have said them said some things in some like Facebook arguments or something where I've gone back and been like, you know what, listen, I'm sorry. I don't usually do that. I, I came kind of rough. There was one, uh, it was a story about, uh, do you see the video? It's, a, it's an older video, but it's a, a black dude. He's in Philadelphia. He's getting arrested, and the cop's got his hands behind his back, and he's cuffed, and the other cop's up in his face, and he's like, pussy, and he punches him in the face twice. Have you seen that video? 
No, but it doesn't surprise me. So uh, that's the video, and we got in this big argument. He's like, oh, well, we don't know what happened before. I said, what does it matter what happened before? The man's hands are behind his back. There's another cop cuffing him. And there, were, there was no... People tried to claim that I spit, but if you watch the video, and it's on my Facebook page if you want to go there, or my, my uh, Twitter is at Sean Rash. You can find it there. Uh, there's no there's there's reason for it, and it just makes you question it, man. I, I get so frustrated with that. It makes me it makes me lash out occasionally. I guess is the point I'm making. Because you're human, and that's perfectly normal. And uh, people that defend that type of behavior, see again, it has to be well. The cop needs to be defended. No, he doesn't. There's no. It does not matter. It does not matter if the guy spit on the cop, called him names. The police officer's job is to be more professional than that. Right. That's his job, ladies and gentlemen. If you accept anything less than that, then you're lowering your standards. Okay? That's what that is. So making fun of somebody or attacking somebody when they point out something that's glaringly, obviously wrong, and you try to make defenses for it, you need to check yourself. Why Why would you try to justify that? Well, the, you know, the cop, you don't know what happened before. It do, Again, it does not matter what happened before the police officer is supposed to remain professional professional right yeah. end of story okay end of story it does not matter and i don't want to hear well that's not how they're trained well they're told they they represent they might be trained to be aggressive and all this other stuff okay? i know the training has changed over the years i've reported on it i've written articles about it i know okay i know all about it they're also told that in that uniform they represent the police force as a whole, not only in the area but countrywide, because people are going to be looking at them and paying attention. Okay? Uh, no no acceptable reason for that, and you shouldn't defend that. You, if, if you're a cop groupie and you defend that, I, I have no patience for you. Look, I have friends. Uh, Sergeant John Shirley, good friend of mine, is a Houston... Uh, for a retired Houston homicide detective. He's coming back on the show soon. I've been getting emails asking him. John's coming back on. It's just he's been very busy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, so I'm, just, I'm waiting on him. But I think it's sometime in September we're going to... Uh, he might actually even be in town. So we might even do an in-studio session, which will be fun. Uh, but John's a good friend of mine. And he's done shows with me called Conversations with a Cop multiple times. He saw uh, the video of the, the dash cam video of that girl that they said killed herself. Right. Uh, Sandra Blonde? Yes. And her. And um, he he text messaged me on my cell phone flipping out. He was, he was beside himself. As a 20-year officer, mm. he was appalled at what he saw. He, he, I mean, he said the cops should be fired and thrown in jail. He said that he he is he's just he's like there's lies he's like they should they should look into this they should investigate this pretty much I mean it just he went off and I was for him to be very upset like that I was like wow John he was vitriolically pissed off and I only, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him yet on the phone we chatted via text right so I can only imagine what he's going to say when I talk. yeah okay well he's look he's he holds police to a higher standard but he understands that things are changing he's talked about it you know quite often it's. I mean, the fact that he put in 20 years is one of the reasons he retired, but... What have we got? About five minutes or so, Popeye? Three minutes? Three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes? All right. There's an article out there that I read, and it's it's on the Huffington Post, which really surprised me. It's called, Sandra Blonde's Arrest Wasn't Racism, It Was Something Worse. And it goes into the whole 
uh, conversation of how the whole incident stemmed from her not following uh, an order, or not even an order, a, a question, a request. Would you mind putting your cigarette out, please, if you don't mind? That wasn't a put your cigarette out. That was would you mind? And she said no, and that's what led to the whole incident. And I think that this article really points out some great things uh, as you go through it about how our Fourth Amendment really is is protected in a different way. You know, police are given authority in obvious situations to arrest, but beyond that, they really don't have the authority to command you or, or require you to obey their orders. And I think that's a conversation that needs to be had more often, how... If there is no real arrest, there's a great video going around. Uh, the private eye over in, uh, I want to say Miami area, but I might be wrong on that. Uh, and, and he confronts the police. He gets pulled over. He gets stopped because the girl calls and says, oh, this guy's been following me for days. And he refuses to answer the questions addressed to him by the officers. And he just flat out puts them to town. And he was a former cop. Yeah. He will, you know, by law in Florida, because I was a PI here in Florida, uh, I still actually have my PI's license. We don't have to tell the cops anything, and the cops they they are, they're supposed to be told, and it's in the laws that we because we can't tell them anything about the case that's going on. It's none of their business. Doesn't right. matter if they're a police officer. I used to have to deal with that one as a PI all the time. I would have cops question me. What I used to do is I used to call the police department in the area that I'd be in, and I used to tell them that I was uh, in the certain area. I'd call the dispatcher and give them all the information, and I would tell them, you know, my plate number of my car, and if the phone call about that type of car with my plate number on it, it was because I was conducting surveillance. If somebody saw it, I'm not shady. And I got left alone, I'd say, 90% of the time. Anyway, we're going to break. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Three short minutes. We will be right back. All right, we're free of TFR for three minutes. I mean... Throw something up here because we're still live on my end. <laughs> Hi, everybody over at Raz Radio. Yeah, Jack Lud and Raz Radio. We're still going live. Let me clear this one. <clears throat> and he would know what's best for the so, uh, Do I need to put the mic going to you? No, not now. So Only like. <laughs> Yum, yum. Mercury's good. At least the news will tell you that. And they certainly should. Because they're owned by the 
show the first 52 right oh yeah yeah they gave me uh when my old partner oh i'm sorry hold on i'm coming here (laughs) unmute yourself (laughs) off skype sorry about that there Uh, it's okay i was watching you on video so having that video feed back and forth is kind of makes things easier it's like being in the same studio so anyway yeah the show's still called the first 52 right yeah when i used to work with an old partner of mine that you used to work with also uh when we broke up he said i could keep the name so I, i kept the name and for those a question uh, what that means, the first 52 stands for the first 52 words of the Constitution, uh, the preamble of the Constitution. That's where the show title comes from. Cool. And uh, the network itself, is everything, there's two separate websites, or do you just have RAS Radio go to the first52.com? Uh, the first 52 was the first website we put together, which was put together basically for the show. And then when I decided to do my own station, uh, we linked the RAS Radio Live to it. Uh, just to draw everything to one website, basically, and it's it's like you said before, it is. It's not easy when you do it this format, you know. Like you, when you call in, or when you do your show, you have an automated system, you have a, a producer. When I do my show, everything I do is is done by me. There's no, there's no. Well, that's how I do mine too. Except there's no producer. The only thing is that the system itself is automated by a computer. Oh, okay. So, the bumpers and stuff are pre-programmed to come in and out and stuff like that. And then the show hosts are their own producers. It's the same way. I think that's actually the best radio. Uh, I can't stand... Um, me, personally, I couldn't have a producer. I don't think I'd be able to... You know, on the back end, if somebody wanted to help me like get guests and stuff, fine. I couldn't have somebody that I had to rely on. To run your bumper or, or get yeah, out or whatever. You know, that would drive me up all... And Chris and Cherie built an amazing system here at TFR. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's Chris's. Chris coded everything himself. He built this thing by hand. I remember so, I mean, telling me. I, I can't that. take. I can't take any credit for that. I got to give credit where credit is due. So you don't run like some of the other stations where you have a producer that's running a board somewhere. It's all get, automated I do, there. I do. I answer the phones myself if I take calls, which I rarely ever do. Uh, and uh, but I mean, I use the phone call system to have guests and stuff on other things. And we're, we're, we're tech talk right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yes, no, uh, I run everything myself. So uh, if I want to play clips, I have to do it. If I want to play any, I have to do Except that there are certain things that Chris has taken care of for us because he's a coding genius. And he's I, one of the things that makes TFR run so well is because Chris is a host himself. So he knows what he wants to make his life easier. Yes, he knows what a host would want. Right. And he thinks about things from a host perspective. So, uh, you know, 
that's why TFR runs so differently too. It also that freedom slash responsibility of being your own producer sets the bar a bit higher, I think, because you have to learn how to do all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, and you have the advantage of the, the, the bumpers and that part pre-programmed for you, which is one of the things that I would like to get to one day, but all my guys are doing this for hobby. You know, I have a reason. My reasoning is it's a stress reliever for me. I get to I get to get the the weight off my chest of everything I've read for the week. That's why yeah, I you do. You never my know show. who you're affecting either, dude. Don't cut yourself short. You don't know who who hears your voice. Somebody might be inspired. But look, you you said in your own little explanation about yourself that you heard when after you heard Jones, you heard me, and I. I, and you've told me over the years that I had, a, a, and I still do, have a, a, an influence on you. So you don't know who the hell you have an influence on, dude. You never know. Somebody could be listening and never tell you. That is true. And, and, and it, it makes you think about that. Because you know, my parents listen every once in a while. My family tunes in. Friends have tuned in. And I, I believe I've touched people. I, I've been told by people, hey, you know what? What you said might be a little off, but you have made a difference in, in how I think. So I, I know I've touched people. I, I guess that's the best part of this. You know, in my life as an EMT, I did 10 years as a volunteer, eight years as a volunteer EMT in New Jersey. And what meant the most to me, even if somebody passed during my time of doing that, was the, the fact that I tried, that I made an impact on the other people around them. You know, I had people come to me and, and thank me for trying. Even though I didn't succeed, I still tried. And I think that... You know, going back to what you were talking about, about humanity, that's what we need to get back to. We need to get back to where we go. We are the same. We are one person. We are one race. We are one being. Let's, let's work together. Let's love each other. Let's, how do we get past these, these angers that we develop amongst each other? Well, how many of these angers that we see nowadays, Popeye, are, are produced, are, are, uh, made to happen are part of the plan, shall we say? Because they need us divided. But they, this goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the first half of the hour here. They need to divide us because if we're divided, then it's here to control us. And like I said on your show about Fukushima, if everybody realized what was going on and realized the totality of the situation, all of this other stuff would be window dressing. It would all be secondary because it, if if you were going to get sick and be affected in many different ways uh, or the possibility is that you could get sick or your children could get sick or your loved ones could get sick because of the radiation spewing out of there and and, and the probability is that people are going to die from it and people are already dying from it it's, we're not told about it yeah. I mean if you understand that all the other stuff goes away like it, it disappears that quick. But you know what? We said the same thing about 9-11, Popeye. Before Fukushima, we said if everybody would just understand that 9-11 was a big lie, that, that what we were told happened. But Fukushima is more powerful than 9-11 because 9-11 is more of a political. If you look at it that way, a lot of people look at it like a political event or you know a terror attack done you know for political purposes, which is what terrorism actually is. But we're going to learn that those 28 pages that have not been released yet are going to show that a country that we've sent billions of dollars to over the past 15 years was one of the main financers. Yeah, but that's nothing that's not really known. I mean, that stuff's not. I, I don't think it's not. I, not it's known to I us, know, dude. It's known to I us. Know, I know. Look, I know to the general public that might seem shocking 
but it's not really that. I mean, compared to Fukushima, it's not. Because Fukushima, Fukushima is different. It's an e. There's a difference between 9/11 and Fukushima. Fukushima is an ELE, which we talked about on my show, I believe. Yes, right. And there's a huge difference between the two. So, uh, I mean, it's a good point because you know I'm glad you actually brought that up because that's a good question. Yeah, 9/11 is one of those events that is a linchpin, and I totally believe that. And if everybody understood what happened with 9/11, then yes, there would be a change. But people only need to somewhat understand Fukushima for their brain to go, you know, hmm, there's, that could possibly poison the food and my kids and me and the water and the air and the soil. It's With 9-11, you have to understand politics. You have to understand different factions in politics. You have to understand all the dark stuff. You have to do a lot of, really, a ton of research. But if we're, wait, Fukushima is a little bit easier to understand if you understand that radiation's bad and lots of it spewing out for four straight years into the Pacific Ocean and into the atmosphere is no bueno. Can I spin this on you real fast? Go ahead. Why can't we get people to look up at the sky and say, what are these big white lines all of a sudden that are spraying over top of us? It's just as much of an extinct, extinction level, never with that word again, extinction no, level event that people won't pay attention to. Geoengineering could quite become an ELE if, if something bad happened. We don't know. And they don't know either. And, to, and when they go, oh, we know That's it's a scary part. Dude, they don't know. These are the same people, and you know, these are the same idiots that <laughs> the same jerk offs that run around spraying shit into the skies, are this and think it's a good idea. Is that's the same mentality that the people thought lighting off nukes was a good idea, right? Well, and I, I, I think them on on people. You know, there's pictures when they did nuke testing, and you see these people. It, it's in Nevada. These people were in their house looking out the window at the mushroom cloud. Can I just explain that if you can see the mushroom cloud, you're dead. What was the movie? The Hills Have Eyes, I think the movie was called. Yes, they were all radiated. From <laughs> right, exactly. We don't yeah. think that shit goes on. Or sorry, we don't no, think that stuff don't. goes on. <laughs> no, you're right. It does. Uh, it's look. It, this is important stuff to talk about. Like I said on your show, radiation in Fukushima is a scary subject. It's one of those things that, like, the alternative media and the mainstream, it's like the dirtiest word that no one talks about. All right. like, no one, no one talks about this, and I've been saying, and I'm not trying to pick a fight with anybody. I'm just saying, look, we've all dropped the ball here. You know, even myself uh, in the past, to a certain extent, I got sidetracked by other things and didn't focus as much as as I wanted to on Fukushima, even though I've done shows about it. Life, life takes over, and you don't really know what its uh, what its reasoning for taking over is, and that that's something you have to look at. You know, you didn't have control over what happened and why you've had those questions or those. Uh, burps in in your thought pattern, you know what I mean? No, I know. But like, w- what happens is you get sidetracked. So it's it's time for us to call ourselves out and say, look, we all need to pay attention to this more. It doesn't mean you have to run around and be fear mongering. It just means we have to admit that the situation's real. Because look, putting your head in the sand isn't going to make it go away. You can you can pretend that Fukushima isn't a problem, but it is. So w- what would you rather do? Live in ignorant bliss and then not understand what's going on around you? and not be able to perhaps mitigate the effects, right? Or would you rather know what's going on and be able to try to mitigate the effects and maybe perhaps everybody, get everybody else to focus on the issue so we can actually stop it? Uh-huh. See, you know, if there's a problem, there's two ways to deal with it. Deal with it or not deal with it, okay? And, and in this case, it, this is one of those things that it doesn't matter if you choose not to deal with it or not, it's going to be dealing with you. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's going to get to you. Fukushima, but it's going to deal with you, okay? You, you can't get away from it. Right. Well, you, exactly. So let's let's face it and figure it out. 
stop being afraid of everything. And I honestly think that that's a huge portion of this. I think a people are afraid to talk about it, and because of you know the 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 le- where their brains go with it, and they go, oh my god. And b, I think that there are some people that are afraid of being labeled fear mongers because. There were people when it first happened in the alternative media that jumped up and down acting like a bunch of buffoons, like they normally do. And they kind of gave it a bad name. There are a lot of good people out there, okay? Uh, go on YouTube, look up Miss Milky. Miss Milky the Clown, and then the number one, if I remember correctly, is her channel. Just look up Miss Milky the Clown YouTube channel. That's I, really not the normal YouTube channel you'd think for like a truther type. No, or but she's, she does, she's one of the best Fukushima truthers you'll ever meet. Really? She, oh, yes, I've actually had the pleasure of hanging out with her in real life, and she is one of the most awesome people you could ever meet. She really is a good person, and uh, Miss Milky is awesome. And like then, I said to you, my wife is really into paying attention to Fukushima, and that bothers her. I mean, we won't eat sushi anymore. We, we well, She should be paying attention to it, She's and she, you, should, you should be paying attention to her. She's right. Well, we know, a, I'll tell you right now. She's on the air, wife, of course I do. <laughs> but yeah, but no, she's she's correct, and people, more people should be worried about it too. And I'm, I'm not saying freak out. There's no reason to live in fear. Look, it is what it is. We're all going to die one day. So how about we all live a little bit better and leave a better, try to leave a better world for the next couple generations, okay? And then maybe we can we can try to figure out. A, a, once you realize the dangers of all of this nuke crap, then it, it changes the way you look at things to a large degree. And you realize, you, you, you really realize that there's bigger problems to deal with than the crap that people focus on. I, I mean, what's more, what's more life changing? The, the white chick pretending to be black, the <laughs> president of the NAACP. The guy that wants to cut his balls state? off? I mean, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stupid things like that. Like, is that important? No. Or do you think maybe focusing on Fukushima and the radiation coming over here is important? Maybe people should question why the government turned off the meters. And why they don't, or have, you know, supposedly some of the meters don't work. Canada turned them off. Why do they increase the levels as it gets higher? Well, that was our government. That was how the United States government responded to it, was by increasing the acceptable (laughs) levels of radiation. Because don't worry about it. Yes. So, Popeye, let's let's do a little crazy here for a second. You, you okay? You want to do some crazy? Dude, go ahead. What do you want? Well, you know, the the extreme of the conspiracy realm talks about lizard people and and how uh, other races or other aliens might be uh, living amongst us. I think you know where I'm going with this, right? So, what do you you think that like? They're trying to like kill all of us, and like that they're immune to radiation or well, something. Well, what if there was a ha- well? What if there was a half man, half alien that had twelve hundred weapons and uh, just died mysteriously and said he was dying slowly because? Oh, of, well, uh, I know where you're going with uh, this. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about the crazy guy. I forgot about that. Yeah, cra- dude. Can I ask you a question? What was the first thing when you? When you read that article, you know I was really just taken back, dude. I was like, "Wait, wait, are they really saying that this guy's claiming to be like half alien, half human? He works for the government, and his girlfriend just parked him up the street for uh, for for two weeks while she went away to Washington? I think she went to. That, dude, that is the weirdest story. I got I got some audio on it. You want to hear the audio real fast? Yeah, apparently he had like a couple million dollars or a million dollars worth of guns. He had two hundred. He had let's see here. He had uh, they twelve hundred guns, scopes, six point five tons of ammunition, bows and arrows, knives, match uh, machetes, and twenty or two hundred and thirty thousand dollars in cash. But there was no criminal activity. There was no drug connection. There was no illegal activity done by this individual. Here, I got the audio for you. Let me play that real fast. 
as a dead man, a large cache of weapons, weapons uh, and a missing woman. They are part of a big mystery in Pacific Palisades that police are trying to sort out. KCAL 9's, Br 9's Brittany Hopper is live in the newsroom with what we know so far. Brittany. And Elsa, this is a bizarre story that even a high-profile attorney says is difficult to believe. But the attorney says his client is cooperating with LAPD. It sounds like a Hollywood movie. A dead man's body, 1,200 guns, and six tons of ammunition found in a Pacific Palisades neighborhood last week after this high-profile attorney, Harlan Brunn, says his client, the fiancé of the dead man, called him to report her fiancé's body was still there. His story has always been that he was an undercover government agent and then set up a private company with his friends and he did jobs for various organizations. That was the story. Braun says the man whose body was found is named Jeffrey Lash and didn't have any family or children. He says Lash and his fiance had been together for 17 years and Lash gave his fiance specific instructions if he should die. He knew he was dying. He had been dying for a year so he told her look you the body will be taken care of. By my people. So Braun says the fiance left his body in his car and took off to Oregon with this woman, Don Vadbunker, whose family reported her missing a couple weeks ago. Police have confirmed Vadbunker was found in Oregon and is safe. Braun says Lash told his fiance he was a secret agent. Braun says Lash also left $250,000 in cash and 17 cars. Some of the cars were militarized. There's no charges. She just didn't know how to approach the police. <laughs> there were no charges. She just didn't and know so how to please, to approach me. the police. Popeye. So I don't know how to take this whole story, man. Can I just point out the fact that uh, I know, see, this is no critical thinking done by the family. Can I just explain that if the guy was an undercover agent, he wouldn't be going around boasting that to his wife her father-in-law, and everybody else. She would know that he did certain types of work, and that was about it. Oh, yeah, you can go back to, what, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, he, he was a, a computer sale... No, a, a, what the hell did he do? He did something stupid, but he was actually like a secret agent, right? Yes, he was like, a, you know, he didn't, he didn't tell his family, and then, you know, they found out, and blah, 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 blah. But yes, that's exactly. You see how he like lived a, like a dual life. That's right. what these guys do. Like they don't tell their wives. So what do you think it is? What 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 do you think it is? Because I don't know what I to take from the it. Guy could have had a ton of money, uh, from whatever. Maybe uh, who? I mean, it doesn't tell you what he did for a living. Well, that's the other. Que that's the other thing that you have to question. I mean, it doesn't tell you if he had like rich parents. It doesn't tell you anything about the guy. So it's kind of hard. Like if I'm going to investigate it, it's hard for me to actually. But the girl was with him for 17 years, and well, you know... look. I mean, obviously the guy had money. If he wasn't, maybe he, if he disappeared for you know certain periods of time, maybe he was just going. I have no idea. I'd have to. I'd have to find out his behavior pattern over the past 17 years. To kind of, you know, try to figure out what he was doing. But this is like a mainstream story. This isn't like uh, you know on uh, uh, before it's news or something. This is this is CBS Los Angeles that's talking about this guy saying he worked for federal agencies and oh maybe he was an alien. I mean, uh, come on, how does it get to that level? 
Well, because people will focus on that instead of more important issues. That's why. So you think it's a distraction? You think it's put out there to maybe no, well, lead us to to a blue beam? No, 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 no. You don't you, see. That's the problem. Everybody thinks that if it's a distraction, it's automatically created. No. It could be a very real thing. It's just they use it to distract you. Oh, my God, pay attention to this. That really has no effect on your life whatsoever. Don't pay attention to the TPP or geoengineering. or. Well, if, this, if this guy really is an alien working here on the country, on, in America or on the, the globe, uh, and he works for a, an agency, I mean, that raises questions. You really think he's an alien? I, I, hey, I watched V when I was a kid. We're the same yeah, age, this so... Story, this story sounds like the guy was lying through his ass to his family, okay? So what did he die of then? What, what, what? He had cancer or whatever it was. He, he knew he was sick. The guy had cancer of some sort. So, so he was a crazy conspiracy guy that refused to take medication, so he died of cancer slowly? No. Who said he was a crazy conspiracy well, I, I, Do you see where I'm going, though? Like, why would you... Why? What drove him to just allow himself Maybe to die? Maybe the guy die? was just nuts, dude. There are people that are just insane out there. Well, and unfortunately, true. they... You know, not look. There are some people that are going to read a blog or go, to, you know, to RAS Radio or go to TFR, go to FederalJack.com, and they might see something that one of us posts or talks about, and they might actually so shoot up a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you, we know that Alex Jones was accused of uh, being involved in the Pittsburgh. That that's what this guy was. I think this guy's just nuts, he and just, he was just hoarding. So there are some people that hoard things. Twelve hundred guns, six. Six tons of ammunition? Yeah, it sounds like he was a hoarder. If it, look, there's two things. That's a hell either, of a hoarder, man. Either either the guy was hoarding weapons and guns well, over the course of 17 years. Yeah, that's pretty easy to build up that kind of arsenal over that period of time. I mean, divide the amount of days in seven or, or figure out the amount of days in 17 years, and then divide that by how many guns did he have? That's at least uh, I'd say at least 4,000 days, and he had 1,200 guns. Okay. So all with all, a lot of them still had a. But a, if if it's, if it's spread out over over like say it's four thousand days, if it's spread out over that period of time, or and it's more than that, then it's not that it's not that large of a number. You know, if the guy was buying a couple guns every every week, couple weeks, yeah, yeah. If the guy went and bought a you know a couple guns every two three or every you know month and a half two months, you could easily build up that arsenal. Perhaps he bought rounds every time you went. Where did he get the money to spend it? Why was he doing it? We don't know because. He's dead. He's dead, <laughs> and the only story he told his family is this crazy... I work for the government. <laughs> right, and, and maybe he did. How? Do, I mean, there's also the possibility that perhaps the guy actually did work for the government. There, you know, you can't discount that either. I mean, the, the guy, there was a CIA agent that was executed by sheriff's officers like five or six years ago on live TV. He was shot on the side of the highway, and he kept saying, I'm a CIA agent, and he knew some stuff, and I forget the guy's name, um, but they killed him. And his family was, and the news reported it like he was some crazy person pretending to be a, a member of the CIA. And his family's like, no, he's been working for the CIA for like 20-something years or whatever it was. And, and, and yet the news media, because the CIA is implanted in the news media, made it sound like the guy was crazy and all this other stuff. And he was pretty much executed by these sheriff's officers on live TV. He wasn't resisting. And he was on the phone with 911 saying, these guys are going to kill me. Tell them not to shoot. I don't have any weapons. And he put his hands up, and then they, they shot him anyway. Oh, that doesn't... The cops never shoot people with their hands up. Come on now. Well, yeah, but this was, before the, this was before it was popular for people to <laughs> pay attention to the police brutality issue. Like, now it's become, you know, like a pop culture thing to be mad at the cops. And they need that because 
the powers that shouldn't be need division and they need chaos and what better way to create that? Do you, you think scare- that's why we're seeing more of it? I mean, because it's, it's constantly like, Why does news media pay attention to it now and why do they only pay attention to when it's a black person being shot by the police and not all of the other instances of police brutality? Because it's, look, what they do to the black community is atrocious, the way that they uh, the way that they are they are used to fill jails, yes, it's atrocious. I can I I agree, but police brutality is on such a wide scale; it affects everybody. So to say that the reason why they had to push the meme that it was black people was because originally when Ferguson happened, people were like, "Why are there tanks on the streets? Why are there MRAPs on the streets? Why do we have all this military hardware?" Control those black people. Right. Well, but yeah, but at first it wasn't like that, and then then there were quote unquote riots, and then you had libertarians being like, "Well, you know, you need tanks for situations like this," and you're like, "Wait, wait, 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 hold up." So what they do is they they if they can narrow it down to oh, police brutality is only an issue with say the black community, then they can then they can turn around and use the the gangster thug meme quote unquote to turn around and say, "Well, look, you know these kids and." Blah blah blah. Yeah, but you are the ones that the the powers that shouldn't be are the ones that cultivate that through the whole gangster rap thing. Why do you think they killed Tupac Shakur? I did a show on this. I I did a show with this uh, on this very subject. Okay, it's in my archives from a few months back. They killed him because he was trying to destroy and and infiltrate, which he had that gangster rap culture because he was actually a Black Panther. And I'm not talking about this new Black Panther party. The old Black Panther. Yeah, the old the Black Pinkney Panther. Pinkney Black Panther. Yes, the Larry Pinkney Black Panthers. Yep. And Tupac's uh, parents were part of that. And he was trying to infiltrate the, the rap culture to bring that, you know, to try to bring that, you know, back down because they were creating that gangster thug meme. And then if if they narrow that down, why do you think they call every one of these these ki- these guys that dies a thug? There are certain situations where maybe the guy provoked it, and then there are situations where the person didn't provoke it at all. Okay, the news media is only paying attention to it because they want to stir the pot. And the, the, this stuff has been going. It's not that it's ramp. I mean, it's getting. It, it's almost like it's getting more out of control. But it's it's been slowly ramping up. But there's way more instances uh, than people even know about. It happens to everybody. Little old white ladies. Asian ladies, Latinos, it does not matter. So Twice, that should show I mean, you. Well, that should show you. So look, we're all in the same boat. So if 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 that's the case, then what's up with that? Why why do we have why do we have this epidemic of police brutality? It's, maybe it's not just a race thing. Maybe it's about training. Maybe there's an ulterior motive, and even the police don't know it. Oh, that's right, compartmentalization. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, break sneaking up. We'll be back in three short minutes. Stay tuned. Go check out Sean's radio station. Go listen to his radio show. Check him out on Twitter. Check him out on Facebook. Everywhere you can. I like his show. He's a good guy. Anyway, as you can tell from me hanging out with him, I'm just jumping here talking with him. So stay tuned. Three short minutes. We'll be right back. I promise he's got a bunch of other things he wants me to All right, guys. go over with him. He always finds the craziest stuff. So anyway, get with stay Popeye. tuned. Back with we'll Popeye. You guys have a great evening. All right, Find good. us on Truth Frequency Radio if you want to join uh, the remainder of the conversation. Uh, peace out. I love you guys. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced. To love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world, always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace.
But I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake But I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With odds stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said can you take more I said give me an old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back. Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death. This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope. With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity
veins. I return to the land where I'm seeing the train, where the temperature's high. So am I. And so are the shorts of the girls who walk by, where the black top is hot with no shade at all. Reminiscent of the summers that came before, where the hustle's strong, or you won't survive. Graffiti tells the story of a million lives. Through the sounds of cement, the concrete's alive, where the bonds are formed, the rats run and hide. Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life, where the express bus runs twice a night. To the stadium that's packed every Monday night. To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight. Where you can get what you want if the price is right. And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite. My guest tonight, Sean Raspatello, Rass Radio, the first 52. Sean, shamelessly plug your Facebook and your Twitter and if you have YouTube and your websites. Go. Uh, pretty much everything you can find me is at Sean Raz. Uh, Twitter is at Sean Raz. Uh, uh, YouTube, Sean Raz. Sean Raspatello is my full name. That's what I have on YouTube. And uh, we have a fan page, which is Raz Radio Live fan page, and uh, we have a, a, a regular Facebook page, which is Raz Radio Live. I invite everybody to come there. I share Popeye's articles. I share Susan. Uh, I share her stuff. Uh, anybody that I follow, I, I post it out there. Uh, I put my thoughts along with some of the stuff I share, and that's, again, where I uh, base my shows off of. If you want to know what I'm going to talk about, if you're on my Twitter, you know what I'm going to talk about because I just go back to my Twitter uh, when I do my show every Tuesday night, and that's where I get my information from, where I get my my whole layout for what I'm going to do that evening. 
And and throw that Twitter handle out one more time. Uh, at Sean Raz, R-A-S. At S-E-A-N Raz, R-A-S. You're the only proper way to spell the name. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, us Irish boys got to stick together. Although I am Irish, Italian, and Mexican, so I'm a drunk that hates myself. That's kind of a problem. <laughs> but I'm ching. <laughs> I didn't have a... Uh, I didn't have a rim shot ready, so I had a I had to give me one that way. Yeah, insert the verbal. But uh, it's it's uh, so true uh, though, if you think about it. Because I don't, Pop. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, in 1914 to 1916, uh, my grandfather, my great great grandfather, I'm sorry, was president of Mexico. Uh, Victoriana Ward. They talk about it in the final Indiana Jones with the aliens. He, Get out of here! So your great great grandfather was the president of Mexico for kind of cool. for two years until he was exiled for murder and sent to America. <laughs> so you know what? Immigrants have been coming here forever that really weren't that great. But I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. <laughs> well, at least you're open and honest. I mean, yeah. He, from what I can gather on the history of him in Mexico, uh, he was uh, not the nicest person, and he died in a prison in Texas. Uh, he had brought his family to Long Island, New York, which is where my mother grew up and where her father grew up and her mother and yada, yada, yada. But he had brought his family to New York uh, and left them there and then started traveling back to Mexico. And he got arrested in Texas, uh, crossing the border back into Mexico to continue the um, uh, to try to continue the revolution, the Mexican Revolution, because he him and his father were a big part of the beginning of the Mexican Revolution. Wow. Yeah, and that's all historically proven. I just so, wait, so okay, so this guy, okay, so I want how is he your grand your great great grandfather, however? He is my I'm willing to talk about that. He, I have I have to put my radio show host <laughs> hat on for a second in the interview because I'm like I would be remiss if I didn't ask you how are you related to him? He is my grandfather's grandfather. My mother's father's grandfather. Roger. So okay. so he is like what three generations away. Uh, it, it's a very interesting story because my uncles, uh, one of them has passed recently, one of them is still alive. Uh, they hunted for years. They they sent detectives all through Mexico because we had millions of dollars uh, as a family that was in the presidential spot at one point in time that the government just absorbed and took away. And we tried to get it back, but we just couldn't. That's crazy, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy... When you read up on him, like I said, he was my great-great-grandfather. I never knew him. Uh, my grandfather was a great man, but he wasn't... Uh, it's hard to say where he laid on, because I've had friends like my old co- co-host, uh, Fortoad. He was like, yo, your gran- your great-grandpa was like really an evil man, like a tyrant-type man. And, and in that time, and in Mexico, that's how it was. But he literally got exiled because he had the he took power by murdering the president before him. That's how that's how politics work in Mexico. <laughs> it's just honesty, you know what that's I mean? Crazy. Yeah, dude, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was your great great grandfather. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting story. Like we got nothing. Out. Father wasn't the president of Mexico, but he was the uh, he was a pirate that fought for the North during the Civil War. See, that's an interesting well, story too. Or should I call him a should I call him a privateer? My father's always like he wasn't a pirate, he was a privateer. I'm like, Dad, privateers were paid pirates. Is that why you use Popeye? Is that where that came from? No, it's kinda of funny though that like like I was a sailor and I I wear bandanas uh, around my head. Kind of like you would imagine a pirate would, you know. And uh yeah, and I go 
you know, by the nickname Popeye. So it's kind of funny that I found out later after all of that that I had a an actual pirate in the family lineage. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, one has to wonder. <laughs> Why did that happen? That just makes you wonder. That's yeah, cool. I didn't know that uh, your great-great-grandfather was the president of Mexico that, at one point. That's pretty cool, dude. Well, I remember watching The Crystal Skull, which is the Indiana Jones movie. And we're sitting there watching it. And every once in a while, his name just comes out in movies. And, and he's walking through the streets with his son. And he's taught, he's like, oh, you know Pancho Villa? He's like, yeah, when I was fighting the war against Victoriana Huerta. And I'm like, wait, that's my great-grandfather they're talking about, Victoriana Huerta. So it's it's kind of weird to have that happen. Just out of nowhere, it just... Is it kind of surreal when you experience that? It is, because I actually got extra credit in elementary school uh, because I brought his birth... We were talking about this, this the Mexican Revolution. And his name had came up. I said, oh, that's that's my mom's maiden name. That's my family name. So I went home and told my mom, and, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's your great-great-grandfather. And she gave me his birth certificate and some pictures of him, and I brought him in the school, and I got extra credit because they were like, wow, like you have proof that this guy in this history book is your family. <laughs> that's pretty cool, dude. It was weird. It really I, is. I actually didn't know that you're uh, that's kind of a cool. That's a kind of a cool little fact. Well, there's a lot of little factoids about my family because. So, are you are are you going to now be accused of being an agent of the Mexican government? Uh, who knows, man? I I could be an agent of anything as far as these crazy haters out there could could uh, could put it together. You know what I mean? Hashtag Sean's a shill because he works for Mexico. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I can't even speak Spanish, so I wouldn't be a very good Mexican agent. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of cool, dude. You know, I think I think see, it just goes to show you how like. We're all more interconnected than you would think. Like, I, I bet nobody would think that, you know, you are related to one of the former presidents of Mexico. Do I look Mexican? I know you can see no. me in video. <laughs> no, dude. You, that, you're far from You're whiter than rice if you need me to. <laughs> well, that's where the Italian comes in, I think. I think I look and I talk with my hands, as you can see. I mean, no, the listeners well, can't, but. <laughs> with a last name like Raspatello? <laughs> Really? Who would have thunk you were Italian? <laughs> that wouldn't give it away at all. <laughs> right. No, he, um, you, you, you are correct. You, uh, he is correct, ladies and gentlemen. He, uh, he definitely doesn't look like he'd be related to the president of Mexico. But see, that's my point. Like, we're all interconnected. That's why this whole thing of, like, race or, you know, oh my God, we should use race as a way to separate people. People fall for that. It's like, um, hello? I mean, you're a perfect example of that, dude. You're a mutt. I am a total... Like I said, I'm a drunk that hates myself. Mexicans hate Italians. Italians hate Irish. And they're all heavy drinkers. Well, that's kind of funny. That would be an interesting... So you, must, you must have like a brawl going on inside yourself. I'm a mutt, too. <laughs> the list is kind of long. So I mean, like my the, wife. My wife's really long, too. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. It's like uh, Dutch, German... Uh, I'm trying to think what else is in there. Spanish to my mother's side. You have some Irish in you, I'll bet. Irish. Irish or Scottish, one of the two. Irish. Irish, okay. Yeah. And American Indian or Native or Native American. Uh, See, my wife has family that lives in Scotland still to this day. Aunts and uncles that live there, they come to visit. I have family that's in the Netherlands that I haven't talked to in years. Uh, I, I'm sure I have family probably all over that I haven't talked to uh, in years. I don't, there's a little bit of Sicilian, well, no, not a little bit, there's Sicilian in me too. Uh, I don't. There's a a bunch of things. I think there's a little bit of English as well. 
So, like I said, it's like just a total mutt. So I, I know how it is, dude. Well, so that's my point. Like I look at me, I have like this huge, vast background of, of people in my, you know, including like I said, Mohawk. I have. So you have some Native American in you. Yes. You belong here. You actually belong here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to a certain extent, yes. Uh, and I, I often wonder. Unless if you ask the government, then they don't think you belong here. But that's a whole other story in itself. Oh yes, I've done shows about it. I often wonder if that's though why. I, I and I didn't know this until I was older, <clears throat> uh, but when I was young, I always had a, a like a reverie, a very deep level of respect for um, Native Americans and the whole culture and their beliefs. And I, I my I was told I think it was my mother or my father told me when I was probably about eleven or twelve years old the first time, and I was like, really? And over the years, I've talked about it with my father, and uh, yeah. I have a mohawk, so it's kind of cool. There's, um, there's like I said, it goes from that to Irish to Dutch, you know, English, German. So there's this vast array, Sicilian. There's a vast array of like differences in my background and in yours. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, look how level-headed I am. So I, I don't really, the whole thing of we should separate by. And I'm not talking about multiculturalism either, because that's that's how they use, that's how they destroy cultures. I, you can have different cultures depending on where you are on the planet, but I don't think you should let that culture divide you. I think if you use I, I think if you use the conflict within that you actually become a better person. If you can harness those different parts of you and and really learn how to control them and learn how to feed each part of it the way you need it to I, I i think it makes you a better person but you, you have to really focus on what it is that because i'll be honest then since i started doing this stuff i f- i think more about what i want to do how i want to act as a person how i want to display myself in public how i look at other people when they display themselves in public a- and it's not that i think i'm a better person because i feel more enlightened because i i know something you don't know it's more that I look at a whole of humanity. We talked about humanity earlier. You know, I look at a whole of humanity and I say, this is, th- this is how I want to display myself to humanity. This is how I want people to look at me and think about me. So I want to smile. I want to wave. I want to, I, I want to make life better for that person I'm encountering. Where unfortunately, uh, too many people in this world look at the other way. They want to make life horrible. They want to laugh at your pain. They want to laugh at your embarrassment. And don't get me wrong, I laugh at people's embarrassment, but there's a different level we have to achieve, and I don't think we we've stalemated or they've they've reversed. Are we on our way to idiocracy, you know? Well, we're not on our way there. We're there. <laughs> yeah, we arrived, dude. We arrived at the, you know, we took the idiocracy train into idiocracy city. <laughs> it was a bullet train, apparently, because we went down that rat hole rather fast. What you're talking about is actually being the change. It's what I actually talk about. I talk about it all the time on the air. It's what I have tattooed on the side of my neck. Right. On the right side of my neck, it says, be the change, dot, dot, dot. Big black letters. I'll be honest. I don't have any tattoos, but I have a lot of bumper stickers on my car. (laughs) But (laughs) well, no, it doesn't matter. The point is, you you do your living. Being the change isn't getting a tattoo that says it. I am covered in tattoos. Right, that's your thing. I I did it for a couple of reasons. Uh, One of them was to 
honor my late wife. The other one was to bring it up as a conversation starter. So when people ask me about it, I can get into the discussion of living your life like that and drop those little seeds of truth and knowledge because that's how this is going to change. Okay, that's how it's done. You I could go on there and just talk about it, or I could actually go out and live my life and do it. So I do it. And what you're doing, too, and what you're talking about, how when you go out in public and you say you want to present yourself better and you want to talk better and you want to just put off that better energy, that's being the change, Sean. Well, that's see, what that is. You're actually putting out a more positive energy into the universe to change, dude. So you're doing, you're actually practicing what you preach, which is what we're supposed to do. I appreciate that. I, thank you, Popeye. But, you know, people don't realize that just wearing... I have a, you, you listen to Rebel Inc., I'm sure. You've heard Rebel Inc. before. I'm not mentioning a name you've never heard. I have one of their shirts, and on the back of it, it says, uh, you've left us no, with no choice but to start a revolution. And I was standing in the grocery line one day wearing that shirt, and this little old lady came up behind me. And she, she went, what does this mean? I said, well, you know, uh, they've pushed us to a point where... You know, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to answer? She's like, well, I can't really disagree with that. You know, my shirts, my station shirts, my first shirt I ever did says on the front of it, it's, it's a white T-shirt. It says in red, the simple power of truth. I wore that to a, a Fourth of July thing last year. And somebody went up, you know what? That is the most profound statement you can make. But people are so confused on what the truth is. You know, people want to find the easy way to the truth which is what we don't do we we kind of make our lives more difficult we make our lives harder to live on a daily basis because we stress ourselves people don't realize that people go oh, you're just he's a conspiracy guy no you know we we engulf our lives in this i wake up in the morning i sit down to take a poop and i have my phone and i'm going to drudge reporter i'm going to wherever to try to see what happened while i was sleeping this isn't, you know, we do our two-hour shows. This isn't we post some articles on Twitter or Facebook. This is a daily, all-day event for those of us that do this. But it's it's even more than that, and that's why I said the way how you what you said was very smart, intelligent, and profound. When you said, "I want to go out and just present myself in a better fashion to the general public," that's that's the law of correspondence as it's above humanity. oh but no but it's as above so below you, this is this is the motto the masons use it's actually the law of correspondence in the micro in the macro so what you're doing is you've made a, a profound change in yourself and now you're acting on that profound change by emanating a different vibrational frequency out into the universe itself you're literally being the change and you're trying to do so in a positive way I, and I'm not look, I'm not patting you in the back and saying good well, job. I don't even know I'm doing Be that honest. though. No, you are. You, that's what I'm saying. You don't. Re I bring this up because you don't. I can tell you don't realize it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Right. I, I can get that. You know, I'm just me, dude. I don't try to be somebody I'm not. No, but you see, that's the point. That's all people have to do. You see how simple it is. Yeah, it's you're not even. It's not like you're. You're all you're doing is you. You shifted your perspective, and you're emanating a different energy into the world. And it's not new age, do-goodery, you know, weirdo type stuff that people you know, say, Papa, you talk new age. You know, I've, I've debunked <laughs> the new age religion before, so let's not go there. I'm talking truth. And it's fact. Okay, look, we're antennas sending and receiving. Our DNA, our antenna structures. Right, well, you that's put out. the vibrational frequencies off each other or the fear that's being generated. And we can also push that stuff out. You made a profound change in your personal life. 
as did your wife. You guys know what's going on, and you guys are changing the way you act and think about many different things. And because you're doing that in your personal lives, you're also reaching out into the outside world and doing it. And that's being the change. That's actually doing it. Okay. And I tell you this because when I, t- when I, when you first were talking about it and you brought that up, how you just, you know, you're just trying to put yourself out there better. I, I wanted to point out because I knew you didn't see what you were doing, but it's, and it also points out to the listeners that it's, it's that simple. That simple of a change in your perspective changes the world. It's that easy. Even if you don't realize, you're, I mean, you just witnessed Sean live with me right now, not realizing and listening to me tell him this. This is, wasn't pre-planned. Yeah, right? no, I'm, I'm a little. Fl- I, it's it's flabbergasting. You know, you you kind of step back and you go, I am doing it, but I I don't know I'm doing it. I don't do it because I want to do it. I do it. Well, I do it because I want to do it. I don't do it because I need to do it. I do it because I want to. I do it because. I love. Is it so hard to love? I guess is what it comes down to. Bingo. Do you see my point? You didn't even realize what you were doing until I pointed it out to you. <laughs> it's that easy to... And that's the effect that you can have on the world negatively, too, if you don't realize you're doing it. So once you understand that and you realize that you, ladies and gentlemen, are responsible for your own individual actions and the energy that you output into the world around you and the people in your life... Okay, and you realize that your vibrational frequency, your energy, if you're putting out negative energy, you could negatively affect the people you, that you love and that you would, you know, the last people you would ever want to be harmed. And you could be harming them just because of the negative energy that you're outputting. So it, it makes you look at things on a vastly different level. And you start, you, I mean, that's what I mean by living your life as being the change. I don't mean writing a, an article or doing a blog or, you know, doing a, a show and then going and living your life exactly the opposite of how you tell your listeners to do mm-hmm. or how you hear your favorite radio show host acting or whoever. Be yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Just go out and do good. Just, put, just live in that love frequency, the love vibration, and not in fear. It's one of the two. You have one of two choices on that fact. And I know I don't like breaking it down like that, but there's two frequencies that the, this is one of those universal laws. The, frequent, the universe runs on two frequencies, fear and love, and everything is based off of those two. So if you tune into that fear frequency... That's what you, you project. Ignorance. Well, yeah, you project it, but you get ignorance, hate, racism, all that retardedness. we got to shut that off. we got to tune into the, into the love frequency. And they have us tuning into fear because it's 24-7 drip, 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 fear. With boobs. Don't forget, it's fear with boobs. Yes, fear with Fox News. Fox News and CNN is fear with boobs. you got to have the boobs. I mean, this just makes it happier for us. We can deal with the fear then. Mostly Fox News. (laughs) All of them anymore, dude. Come on now. CNN does the same thing. CNN, but nobody's... Put in your local news channel and tell me you don't have some girl with big boobs pointing to something. Oh, of course. That's the whole... Sex sells, dude. That's the whole point. But I was saying, like, out of the three major cable news networks, Fox News is the worst. Yes, yeah. and I'm not picking on them because they're all crap. But I'm just pointing out a glaringly obvious fact that <laughs> Roger Ailes is like, hmm. Yeah, we got to have some movies there. They'll yeah. make it better. Yeah, uh, the next, I know we're coming up on a break here, Popeye. Yeah, about a minute and thirty-five. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about because this is very close to both of us. 
Okay. Let's, let's talk about holistic doctors and how they're Oh, dying. yes, that's the other thing that you wanted to talk about was the see, holistic I can stretch doctors. this shit for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I Well, see, I had wanted to actually, I've been looking to that, and I haven't done a show or anything about it yet because I've been taking my time trying to gather as much intel on this. Okay. Um, but we can talk about it. Yeah, no, I don't care. I, I, I be one of the first times we talk about it. There was one like 40 minutes for me, not even. Cape, Cape Coral is, is right up the road for me. Yeah, so. I have a, I have family in one of the towns in Florida that they got the right or close to where that chick would I have be. a good idea where you're talking the one about. With the, the one with the hammer? Yeah. The one that killed with the hammer? Yeah. I have family that's... It's not even questionable. We got to get into this. I think this, uh, this is another thing, no, you know. they're being killed. I'm, and, I, you know, I would normally never, ever... I don't jump to conclusions, but come on, dude. My investigativeness is looking... And, like, okay, first time's a happenstance. Second time is a coincidence. Third time is a pattern. We're up to seven, I think, now. And they're yeah, all Georgia so, to Florida. All through yeah. Georgia and Florida. It's, it's this whole region There's here. There's a lot of questionable stuff. And I've seen a couple... What do they know? What do they know, man? But, yeah, I don't know. We're going to break, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. We're going to get more into this on the other side. Stay tuned. What's going on with these holistic doctors? I have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry. Hit list. What? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Stay tuned. Economic, political, even spiritual. This felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We must guard against
together fast. So I'm hanging out with my good friend Sean Raspatello, Ras Radio, First 52. And uh, during the break, we, we were talking about the doctors and stuff that I had brought up and Sean had brought up and just going into break. And we mentioned something else about Florida. So before we get back into the doctors, I just want to sidetrack this for a second because we were just talking about this. Sean, the, the barbecue incident. Oh, yeah. You got to love that. Pinellas County, uh, you're, you're infringing on my, my smells. I have these dumb bitches that wear, like, you know, way too much perfume when they come out of their house. Can we call the EPA guy, the, the county EPA guy on them for that? Well, you, that's, well, see, that's my whole point is that this is retardery at, at the next level. It's like, if, if you don't like your neighbor, you're going to find every reason to F with them. And that's what they did. Well, and they're pushing race, but let, let's not forget. Now, I'm not saying this issue is a race-driven issue, but race is a big push thing right now, and I have seen uh, other shows uh, that I listen to that are more mainstream-type shows, but they're, they're, they're still on our side on a lot of stuff, um, have, have looked at this situation and have stood up and said, no, this is bullshit. We're not going to do this. We're not going to allow these guys to come and, and, and say we're putting off a bad smell. Listen, I understand there's a point for these things. Well, I don't, again, I remember, uh, uh, Papa, I don't know if I to- ever told you this story, but there was a time, there's this place down by us, it's called uh, Stump Pass Beach, and it's uh, one of the main passes out of our intercoastal. And down there is a state park. Well, you can't drink on a state park. Well, the guys that patrol it are rangers, state rangers. But they're part of, and they wear a hat that says EPA. So they're part of this EPA. So I'm out there drinking once, and I think they actually came because somebody reported the smell of marijuana possibly floating from where we were. But I don't think we were smoking marijuana. We may have been, but maybe not. But anyway, so he comes down, and I'm holding a beer in my hand. Well, unfortunately, in the state of Florida, you can't have alcoholic beverages on a state park. Well, I didn't know, didn't really realize this. So he brings me up and he starts writing me this ticket for drinking alcoholic beverages on a state park. Which, remember, it was canned. I was taking it with me. I wasn't causing any issues. So as he's writing me this ticket, I look up and I say, you're part of the EPA, aren't you? He goes, yeah, I am. I said, you should you should really look up to what's going on up there. And unfortunately enough, th- this was a heavy chemtrail day. So there's a lot of lines and stuff going on. I said, you ever look at that stuff and go, what's that going all about? He's like, well, yeah, I have. I said, well, as the EPA... That's part of our environment. That's that's really affecting what's going on to us. Don't you think that maybe you should look at what that's all about? And this is all while he's writing me a ticket for ninety bucks for drinking on the beach. You know, our government just trying to make some money. So I, I got the guy to actually. He watched what in the world were they spraying, or what in the world are they spraying? And I saw him a few weeks later, and I asked him. I said, "Do you remember me?" He's like, "Yeah, I do." I said, "Did you watch the movie?" He's like, "Yeah, it was it was very interesting." He's like, there's a lot of conjecture in there and a lot of, you know, things I can't necessarily believe in, but uh, it was interesting. So I, that's how you do it, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Was that a long way to say that? Well done. <laughs> it's just The only problem I have is instantly people are like, well, it's conjecture. Mm. If they're showing you that there's there's people talking about this and it's actually being done and the UN talked about it and there, there's actually a UN treaty on weather modification, then it's not conjecture anymore. It's not made up, well, I don't know if I can... Yeah, it can be proved. You just have to actually be willing to accept it. That's the problem. And it's the problem with a lot of stuff. People just don't want to accept it. They'd rather 
try to find it. No, no, that can't be the reason. That can't be it. That, that can't be what happened. That's not, no, I don't want to believe that. That's conjecture. No, it's not. That's fact. It's, it's happened. I mean, again, we, we see these different events happen, Popeye, throughout our lives, uh, th- before our lives. You know, go back to JFK. Go back to however far you want to go back, where where government has used false flags, has used um, confusion and and uh, disinformation and distraction. Roman times with the the games, all these different things were used, and we're back at that like Roman times with the games situation. Uh, who, who's dying for football to come back? Who's ready for football? Bread and circus. Yeah, you know, we're there. We're, we're back at that point in time again. Right, and at the same time, it's gotten to the point where you have, again, people being told they're, they're not allowed to have the barbecue smell leave the <laughs> line of their property. Which have, you, have you played? Do you want to hear that audio? Because I have that actually pulled up. Uh, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll get into the the Florida doctors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got. We can't talk about that because that's an important story. Yes. Well, that's what we were chatting about before we went to break. So yeah, go ahead. Play the. the we audio. tend to do. I'm a starburster. I know it's fine. So and you're not. I know how to keep things on track. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't you worry. I I'm, go way off sometimes. As the captain of the ship, I'm very good at what I do. You don't, drive don't that ship well. That. Yes, I do. So go ahead, play the audio. Uh, here we go. Hold on. <laughs> Property, life or property, or creates a nuisance. Okay. So this is a nuisance. So this dumbass neighbor over here, well, but nobody on this street. Nobody on this street that's well, lived here for forty years has ever complained. I can suggest what you should do if you believe your neighbor's harassing you. But I think you can okay. figure out yourself. Contact somebody about that. I don't know. I'm only here because of the owner. I'm only here because of the smoke. Well, I'm glad you there. got some pretty good evidence of affecting uh, neighbors because <laughs> you don't see no smoke. Well, I, I just took three pictures of smoke while we but were I got a question, sir. I got a question, sir. Yeah, what can I do for you? The people right next door cooked out last weekend to her. Well, you didn't complain. She didn't complain. Well, I, I don't know. She's so we across the street. May, she may be upwind. It may be something <laughs> That's some horse shit. See, there you go. I can smell it, smell it again right now. But okay. I'm on your property. You're allowed to have a smell on your property, so that doesn't count. Okay. But when I'm on the street, oh my goodness, so you uh, can't smell barbecue. You're allowed to have the smells in your, pop, uh, in your property, Papa, but when he's on the street, it's over. Smoke on the street. I can smoke on the street. I'm so saying that right now. Is that against the law? The law says. You want to read it? Man, everybody around here cook out. Why nobody? I, I'm always. All I can tell you is, is if, if you want to, you want to call on your neighbors that you feel like you're being, you're being impacted by them. Feel free. We will come and address it the exact same way as we do any other person. Pause it for a second. So. So you hear you said, so if you want to call on your neighbor and bitch about them, that they're impacting the environment some way, then we'll come out and we'll we'll rag on them. <laughs> so so you, you're not making any sense. So basically you're just a government office that's used by douchebag neighbors to F with everyone else. And generate that, some revenue. Exactly. That's all this. It, I would have thrown the guy off my property. I give these guys a lot of credit. They really maintain cool. I, and I would have had the same attitude that they did. I would have been like, first of all, you can get off my property. Second of all, and they said, you hear them say that they've, I'll let you play the rest of it. They say, you know, we, we've had the, she's called the fire department on them. The police, the, police. The, the ambulance. <laughs> and they've all come out and they've, the cops have told them, you can barbecue. You're not doing anything wrong. 
which they're not. I mean, this is insane where it's to the point, and there will, there will be people that will defend this and be, find some reason to be like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'll bet you you've never had a neighbor that had, you know, like to barbecue all the time and just, it, it was obnoxious. It smelled like burning meat outside, and I'm a vegetarian. Somebody say find some reason to get all pissed off about it. And I'm not attacking all vegetarians. I have friends that are vegetarians. I mean, I'm just, you know, throwing, the extremes. The extre- you yes, have extremes extreme. of everything, dude. Everything so, has extremes. Right, so I'm just, you know, this is look, this is where we're at right now. This is idiocracy. I mean, you can't have barbecue smell leave your property. Anyway, go ahead, finish it. All right, that's so, how it works. Okay, so it's, everybody can cook out of me. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. Well, everybody I, in the whole I can world. Only tell you that I'm everybody in the whole world, world can cook out of me. That's what you're telling okay. me. Because everybody else cooks around here. We sure ain't going to stop. Nobody harasses them. We sure ain't going to stop. I'm cooking out. We ain't going to stop. I barely have Fire department, ambulance, police, environmentalists. That don't even, you know You know yourself that don't even sound right. Come sir, on, man. Let's be real, gotta, man. All I'm here is to verify that okay, there was the no police there was The order. police done been out here. The fire department done been Today? out here. They've been out because she's been here Many for times. three years. Okay. And every time I barbecue, she's in the police and the fire department out here. They tell me to go ahead on. There's nothing okay, well, wrong. to be fair, the police and the fire department are looking at different parts of the world. Okay. I know that seems a little off. Different parts of the rules, Popeye. They're looking at different parts of the rules. Uh, at, at that point, I would have been like, okay, now you're just making shit up. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Give me your business card so I know who to complain about and get off my lawn. Uh, it's amazing. They're literally... Different rules. Everybody has different rules they're following. What? And then we wonder why people like Sandra Blonde uh, get beat up and and ripped out of their car because she wouldn't put a cigarette out. You know, we watch all these different things go on, and it's, it's unacceptable. It's frustrating. It, well, it's just unacceptable. We and you know, I know that's why people are pissed off. But are trying to channel the anger, like I said earlier, into just one specific group, not. Uh, you know, having everybody realize that there's a problem across the board. All right, let's get back into the alternative medicine doctors because we yeah, that's another separation uh, thing that we yeah. that we talk about a lot. And if you think about it, uh, anti-vaxxers. You know, I don't vaccinate my child. I don't take vaccines. Uh, I don't encourage people to get vaccines. That's my beliefs. And well, why do you have to be called anti? See, that's that's a that's a way to label and marginalize people. That's I agree. Nazis, that's how the Nazis did things. Well, they didn't come for the socialist. Bingo. Didn't speak up. Bingo. <laughs> you know? That's, and that's what I mean. And when, when we make re- I also make references because people will be like, how come you only make references to the Nazis and not Joseph Stalin? I make references to what the USSR did all the time. I talk about what the Soviets did constantly and Stalin did. My point is the Nazis, the way they broke politically, they isolated their enemies very strategically and it's something that obviously the people that are in power now are still doing and they just do it on the modern day level and i don't want to be repetitive man honestly i really don't want to be repetitive but you want to know what's going on you want to understand i I go back to that doc that we talked about before but really winter soldier i i honestly believe because i believe that that art is either uh Predicting or in, uh, in uh, advising us as to what's going on, and if well, you watch Winter Soldier, I think that's what's going on. The I'm Nazis thought- never died. Don't forget Operation Paperclip; they brought those fuckers over here. Don't think they died out. Our our culture is Sorry, very. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, it's okay to get upset, Sean. Raw. Um, 
our culture is very much so reflected in the movies and the the art forms that are out there. It's also very much shaped by uh, those very same things. Uh, Winter Soldier, uh, the, the Avengers movie themselves, I could get off into a whole separate side issue about, which I have on other shows. But Winter Soldier does bring up a, a few good points if you look at it and you you look at it from like an allegory standpoint. This country has a lot of weirdness going on, and the levels of it are much deeper and darker than one could imagine. And I've talked about it for years, as have others. You just have to be willing to look into this with an open mind and abolish your fear. Look, ladies and gentlemen, this is all of this. A lot of the things we talk about are scary, dark. Ooh. You know what? The real world is scary and sometimes dark. And the only way to deal with something is to armor up, turn around, and head straight forward into the fray. No fear, ladies and gentlemen. Put it in your back pocket and realize that you can overcome that. And we can face anything that we have to. It's that simple, okay? And I could go off on it, but I, I want to get into the alternative medicine doctors. <laughs> Sorry, so, no, I, I keep pushing away from No, it. no, it's okay. So the alt-medicine doctors. Right. Here, okay. You live in Florida. Right. I live in Florida. Right. And I've had a lot of people bring to my attention, hey, dude, do you think this is a little weird all these doctors in Florida are dying? Yes. I think they're being murdered. And I bring up the Merck list because uh, Sonia over at the Truth or Girls did a video about this. It was a hit list, quote-unquote, like who they were going to discredit or, you know, go after... Um, any quote-unquote legal way they could or, you know, how they do aside from actually killing people, like character assassination, that was against anything that Merck was putting out or disparaged them. Now, she... Yeah, God forbid like, they actually cure things. Well, you will, that's, that's who these people are. The Sorry. people who actually know what they're talking about and do cure things are these same people that are like Merck, you know, blah, 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 blah. And if they have that much impact, that's why Merck and all these other companies would fear them. So, why are they why are they so section sectioned to our area? What uh, do because you have there's any... a lot of there's a lot of holistic doctors down here in Florida. Okay, because that that's one thing I've noticed. They're all like South Florida or yeah. Georgia. Yeah, this whole I know it's like this whole corridor right here, dude. It's creepy. Yeah, it, it really bothers me a little bit because you know how far is it till us crazy uh, news or uh, internet radio guys are the next ones targeted? No, you never know. But whenever you come to my house, bring it. <laughs> even if even if you take me out, I'm bringing. I'm taking you with me. at least one or two of you with me. Yeah, somebody's going with me. So I mean, I'm not going to live my life in fear, dude. We all die one day. Well, I but, agree yeah. with that. Um, I don't think that we have anything to worry about. I think, like, honestly, I think this is something along the lines of the drug companies having people just whacked. And I, people would be like, no, that's a conspiracy theory. How is that a conspiracy theory? How can, you, how can you not I mean, say that? This happens all the time. Right. How, how can you not even think that, though, when, it, when they all seem to have a connection? We're up to seven now. Plus, there's, forget the seven have already been proven to be killed, and a majority are either shot or stabbed in, like, a murder-type well, form. Well, some of them are having just heart attacks or, like, you know, randomly whatever. Well, people. plus you have five missing that the people just don't even know where the fuck they went. Right, right, but when people are, like, when, when someone dies of, like, a heart attack, I don't want people to be confused about the fact that they can do heart attacks with many different types of drugs that can hit you with an... I mean, the CIA has, a, ha, has had a heart attack gun since, like, the... I think it was in the 70s when uh, they... How did Breitbart die? 
I mean, you know, let's still ask that question. Go on, go on YouTube and type in CIA heart attack. Eighty-six or eighty-four? They were talking about it in Congress. They had a yeah, picture like of the it. Of the age, and they're holding it. Yeah. And the guy was telling them that they could. It would be a, an ice dart, a dart made of ice, and inside would be this poison. And then the dart would pierce the skin and then melt. And the poison would be administered into the bloodstream. The person would die. It would look like a heart attack. It would no evidence of show up else. on, uh, you know, on a post-op or a, a post-mortem rather, and um, that would be it. And the person, they'd only have like a little tiny, tiny little little pinprick red spot, and it would look maybe like a bug bite. And there wouldn't be anything in there. There'd be no murder weapon at the scene or anything like that to match it. It wouldn't match anything. And because it would melt away, and the water would be in the body because the body's made of water. So who's gonna, you know, no one, and it would never show up. And that's how they kill people. So do I think that they can do that to this day? Of course. Do I think murdering alternative medicine doctors? Do they have better technology now than they did then? (laughs) Come on. People say when I say who's they, they're gonna say, well, do you think the government's doing it? No, I'm saying I think the lizard people. Tell them, Popeye, the lizard people. Damn it. Yes, it's the reptilians. No, I, I think it's the, the it's as simple as the drug companies. You know how many billions of dollars they make off of those drugs? You know, they realized, I did a show about Ambien and, like, the dangers of drugs, but, like, I went off on Ambien specifically for a while, and I was talking about case after case. I was reading articles about all these different things that had happened to people on Ambien, and they knew that when they released it, that... They knew from the study beforehand what was going to happen. So, but they released it anyway because they did the math and they realized that even if they had to pay out, which I think they ended up paying out something like 150 million or something like that, or like 200 million dollars or something, or maybe even if it was like 900 million, they had to pay out. They figured that even if they had to pay out like some super high number like that in lawsuits, it didn't matter because they were going to make billions of dollars off of this. So it didn't matter how much they had to pay out in lawsuits, they would still make like 10 times that at least in profit. So it was worth them, it was worth it to them to just let this dangerous drug go out on the market anyway, even though they knew people were going to die and they knew they were going to get sued. They knew beforehand and they released it anyway because it was more profitable to put it on the market. So I do I think that these same scumbags would any of these drunk companies, doesn't matter who it is, do I think any of these scumbag drunk companies would would hesitate to hire an assassin, which we all know they exist. Come on. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, let's grow up and be let's be real that murder for hire exists. You see husbands uh, only if you work wives. for the government. No, only if you work for wives get caught trying to buy hitmen all the time. But they get caught, that's the difference. They, I, well, you have to work for the government or else it won't work for you. Or well, there are private contractors too. So well, let's not You better that. have a lot of money then. I mean, you but can't hire them, I can't hire them, but you no, have to have a lot of money. Merck or any of these other companies or Monsanto or whoever wants, and I'm not saying Monsanto's involved in this, I'm just saying any of these big evil corporations could easily hire or buy their own mercenary companies and then have their own assassins. Or, you know, they would just go out to one of these Merck companies and say, I need this person taken out, I need, oh, I, I need somebody, we, we need somebody, to, look, that kind of thing exists. The plan would not do that, but, but let's let's just pretend let's not pretend that it doesn't exist dude it totally does so do i think that these big drunk companies would hesitate to whack somebody that was going to screw with their bottom line no i do not 
Well, and let's not forget, Popeye. Let's not forget that uh, 99.9992% of these shootings we see all have some kind of connection to, to, to pharmaceuticals. And if we're going to talk about it, and I always like to direct people to something to, to educate themselves with, I've had a lot of people throw in my face that this movie was made by a Scientologist, but I don't care who made it. I think the, 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 the facts they point out in it is, are, are really good, which is uh, uh, psychotropic drugs making a killing. I don't know if you've ever seen that documentary. But that one points out a lot of the connections of the revolving door of the money to be made and how everybody is on something. You know, we're not on. You know, I don't take anything. I, I if I have a headache, I won't take anything. You know, if I'm out of weed, I, I I just have to deal with the headache. Maybe I'll drink a beer earlier to get rid of the headache. You know what I mean? But I I won't take anything. I don't take pharmaceuticals at all. And I I look at people, and I I don't like to look down at people that have to take them because I know there's a lot of people that have to take them. But I also know I know a lot of people that are uh, forced into them. So that's where the the holistic doctors come in. You know, well, we, our medical system, which is connected to the whole, you know, pill manufacturing and, uh, and, cartels, and, and they, insurance companies. Yeah, it's it, well, it's it's sick care. It's, it's not, not actually health care. Right. It's sick care. They maintain your illness. That's what those pills do. The holistic doctors actually give you health care, where they heal you and help you heal yourself. Because ah, that's part of it. Here's they, a story for you. I got I got a quick story for you, right? Uh, I work for an apartment complex. I have a lady here. She's been really sick. She's got an immune deficiency disease. Um, she was having all these problems. One day she came in the office. This was right after she had had like stroke-like stroke symptoms. Well, it turns out everything in her body is swelling. So I said, I just kind of like blurted out. like I got reprimanded for what I said. I said, listen. I said, go out. Start taking two tablespoons of baking soda a day. Increase your alkalinity in your body. Make yourself healthier. Do this. Get off the medication and see what happens. This was about three months ago. I had to listen to her today, ranting and raving, carrying her, her, her pH bottle, you know, one of those refillable ones that bring your water up your up to like 9% pH balance. She started ranting and raving about how she's not taking any medicines anymore, how she hasn't felt so healthy, how all the, the skin lesions on her body are starting to heal and dry up. And I, it made me feel good. It made me feel back to the days when I used to be an EMT where I was helping people. You know, just something I said to somebody, something I directed somebody to look into and think about. You know, that made me feel good to have that happen. And I... I I don't want to. Well, like that's 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 what this is all about, and unfortunately, that's what those doctors are probably doing to finish that conversation up. And I honestly think that you know, to answer your question, I think they were murdered. It by who? Do I think Merck did it themselves? I don't know. I'm just bringing up something that. Um, what if they had a cure for cancer? Because that's what the story kind of points to, that 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 they're finding the connection to cancer and vaccination, and well, then you'd have everybody. You'd have Merck, Eli Lilly, every single Pfizer, you know, what happens if they all had a meeting and they went, we got to do something about this. You think if everybody chipped in, you think they could afford to hire a good assassin? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, to kill off seven, eight people and make five others disappear. Uh, you know, I don't know. This should be a bigger story also. It is actually locally on our news channel, especially the the woman Kim Cape, Cape Coral, the doctor killed Cape Coral. 
Um, that one's been really big in our local news, so that's been talked about. The one that was the one that was killed down in Benita, um, the one that was killed with a hammer, and they said that it would make a good, it would make, one day it'll make a movie or something or a book or whatever. The, the yeah. comment by the one of the sheriffs. Um, Do you remember I, the fugitive? I, Do you remember what the fugitive was about? Him, him not wanting the, the the drug to get out there and trying to stop the drug, and they had to kill his wife. To stop. I, well, exactly. I honestly think that. Um, I, I honestly, really, truly think that, like, she was killed with a hammer. And that sounds like a weapon of opportunity. At first, when I heard the story, I was like, oh, it sounds like it was, you know, something laying out or they broke in through the garage. Uh, honestly, the, the more I thought about it, that's the mark of a professional. That's somebody coming into the house, and instead of using a gun or anything, they use something that's already in the house to kill her with. So it looks and like it's already a, printed a, with other people. If he's got gloves uh, on, yeah, yeah it, it, it's just a weapon. It, it looks like a weapon of opportunity, but it's not. That's the mark of a professional. That's somebody who's putting a forward level of thought into it. So, my final analysis so far, until uh, I get further into it, is yeah, they're being killed, and they're being killed because they they're trying to cure people. Perhaps it's this linked answer. Something they're doing has drawn the attention of people that don't want them to do this. Anyway, Sean, we only got about. A minute left. Go ahead. Plug your websites, Twitter, Facebook. Go. Well, at RazRadioLive.com is my website. Uh, we, we do a lot of different shows. We have a lot of live shows. We carry other shows out there. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Sean Raz, R-A-S, S-E-A-N-R-A-S. And, and listen, all I ask is that you take the opinions of all the different people out there, the people that are, are just sharing different thoughts and use them and, and try to do something with yourself and, and, and be better than what you are. That's all. Well said, brother. Well said. Thank you for coming on again tonight. And thanks for your help with my yeah. show tonight, man. I appreciate it. No, I, it was nice to have you on Simulcast. And uh, we got to do this more often. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, go check him out. Stay tuned because I'll be back Thursday. Interview with Loren Murray about what's going on in the West Coast in Fukushima. Rad Chick's going to be with me. She was my guest co-pilot for the interview. Should we do more interviews with me like that? Anyway, stay tuned. And as I always tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the solutions to our problems are an inside job. I love you all. I believe in you all. Now go be the superheroes. I know you all are. I'm out of here. All right, we're cool. All right, man, I appreciate it. I had a good time tonight. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, man, it was a good show. Good conversation. Yeah, I, we I starburst a lot, so I apologize for that. But hey, no, it was fun, dude. It was a fun show. It was a fun conversation. All over the place. All right, I'm gonna go eat dinner now and uh, spend some time with the kid and the wife. Yeah, do your thing. All right, man. Peace out. Have a good night. You too, brother. Thanks, man. Late, late.